everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cafe Confessions. I am one half of your show, Bree, and I'm here with my co-host, Shalika. Hey, I'm back. Hello. Welcome back. (laughs) So let me say this. I've been doing the espresso sales for the last two weeks because (laughs) Shay's been ripping and running the streets. Where have you been? Uh, yeah, so I actually just got back from New Orleans for their Mardi Gras. Um, and honestly, before that, girl, it was just stressful trying to plan for that damn trip. I was nervous as hell, just trying to get outfits together. I'm like, I've never been to Mardi Gras. I really haven't been like out on the scene. So like, I don't know. I just didn't have the clothes for it, but I was in New Orleans eating that good food, um, hanging out with some mutual friends. And it was a really good time. I would advise everyone to at least go to Mardi Gras at least one time. At least try it. Yeah. So that was it. That's just what I've been doing. What about you? Just traveling, eating good. Eating. Oh, I was eating good. I was eating good. I think I had red beans and rice every day. Yeah. Girl, and that's my signature. Speaking of which, um, happy birthday, Erin. It is her 30th birthday. birthday. Yes. And you can listen to her episode where she's featured. It's called Girls Night In. It was our season two finale. So if you want to know a little bit more about Miss Enola Aaron, um, that is her episode. Erin is having the time of her life. I was like, I, I would get really happy when people are out for their birthday and it's a good experience. You know, it's like, I think you, we've both been there where it's like, we're happy, we're, it's our birthday, it's our birthday celebration, and we're just not having the greatest time. But that girl, she didn't have a care in the world. Like, we almost followed her itinerary to a T. I think the last day our body was like, sit your ass down. You're not getting okay. it. Like, there was a, there was an 8 a.m. parade. We didn't get back to the house <laughs> until probably like 2. There's no way. And she was like, oh, okay, I'm going to set my alarm for 7. I said, okay. <laughs> I got up at 8 30 that girl was knocked out in that bed and rolled back to sleep so we missed the morning parade but I think she caught the end of it um because it was the last day but yeah we was going I didn't even listen I didn't know I had it in me you know I always like to say like I'm old I can't be doing this I was I was out there morning to night morning to night bourbon street club bus another club. that's how it felt like <laughs> good I love that I feel like traveling is so important you know what I mean and getting out there and experiencing like the world and New Orleans has my heart like I've been trying to go to New Orleans forever I just feel so connected to the culture to the point where like I said red beans and rice is my signature dish I cut I could throw I've been cooking red beans and rice for years well throw me the recipe I will (laughs) I will throw you the recipe (laughs) yes and um it's so funny because I was telling Zell this year for one of my New Year's resolutions, I was like, I really want to dive into cooking my own Creole cuisine like more frequently because my family is Creole. I'm not Creole, but like we have a lot of Creole people in my you have family. Creole my running s- in your blood. Oh, heck yeah. To the point where it's like since I was a child, right? But I, I'm not Creole. But everyone else in my family somehow is. And, um, <laughs> you know, we have Wait, gumbo How parties. does that work? How does that work? Well, oh, you mean like just because you're like not from there? That's no, 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 no. Because my cousin, so my mom's best friend and her family are Creole. Oh. And we grew up right alongside of them. And now my Creole mom by association. Is Creole by association. And now my mom is married to a man who is Creole. Like oh. his mom is from Louisiana Creole. So my little sister's Creole. And now my mom, she's been cooking Creole food for her 
entire life damn near so we just be creole by association when it comes to the cajun cuisine yeah. the creole cuisine i know it too damn well to not be up in here cooking gumbo so i told Stella, and you do like, okay he was like babe you're 30 you know you gotta you gotta start the gumbo pots you gotta do it you gotta get out there you gotta face it face it head on don't be afraid of the gumbo and i'm like but am I ready yet? Are the ancestors telling me that now is the time for you to make gumbo? So I'm making my first pot of gumbo next week, y'all. I'm scared. Hey, I am happy for you. Girl, stop it. Stop it. Listen, when did I first meet you? How old were you? Uh, I was like 23, 22. Okay. This bitch was 23 making like grown woman meals. Like, she'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm about to go make some sausage and cabbage, or I just made this Cornish hen. And I'm like, God damn, <laughs> bitch, like, <laughs> you was in the kitchen when you was three? Like, you just had them skills. You don't even got the arms. You don't even got the auntie arms, but you had the auntie cooking. So, no, like, I know it's going to come out so good because I, I I was amazed. Honestly, I feel like you were one of, one of the people to inspire me to, like, really get out there and cook because I'm like, damn, these women out here, like, really doing it. This Bitch making okay. gravy from scratch and shit. Right. Like, that was you. That was you. <laughs> 23. Like, okay. What? Somebody on TikTok was like, why are you 23 making a roast? You you moving too fast. Like, <laughs> That's you. They was talking about you. That was me. That was me. I actually just made a, a pot roast last week for um, my friend. And yes, he was like, okay, Girl. like, you be burning. I'm like, I do. I love to cook. I'm a Taurus, first off. Taurus is all about the material, the luxury, the things you can feel. I need good food. I need good people, good energy. I like yes. to get dressed up. Except for this weekend. That's another conversation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like things to be luxurious and in order. So, yes. Wow. That's exactly what we had in New Orleans. I felt like the group that went. We just meshed so well. There was no drama. We were all on the same mission to have fun, to get drunk on Bourbon Street, mm -hmm. and to eat some good food. And it's like, that's all you could really ask for when you're traveling with such a large group. Like, Correct. are they going to mesh? Are they going to get along? Like, it, are these personalities going to mesh? You know, because that, ooh, girl. But I loved everybody, um, even the, the people that I didn't know. They were just so cool. I was so happy to make connections with them and then just, you know, break bread with these people. It was nice. But um, did you going back to Did you flash a titty? I, I didn't flash no titties. Okay. Yeah, you did. The, I, you lying? Your face said that you flashed a titty. No, I thought. But your about voice it. saying you did I, it because I thought about it, but I wasn't gonna flash no titties because I was. My man was there. Come on, and and his brother. Like, come on, I can't be flashing no <laughs> right. titties. That'd be awkward. What if the niggas all my titties? Like, oh, sorry about that, bro. Sorry about look that. Look away. Look away. You need to see the areolas. <laughs> I'm just I didn't need to <laughs> listen. There were so many girls flashing their fucking titties, and and this one guy, um, who actually went viral, he had a sign that says "Show your butt." Show your asshole. Yeah, it, so it showed her asshole, and he still didn't give her them big ass beads. I'm like, no, oh, you just out here just trying to see people assholes. Like that's just what it was. She spread yeah, her girl. cheeks, spreaded the fucking cheeks, and still didn't give her no damn beads. He probably didn't like what he saw. He was like, I didn't mean okay. you. <laughs> you know what? I have a confession that I have to make. Uh oh. You okay. No, I had. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not showed my booty hoe. But there was a time, I won't say, there was a time where there was a Twitter situation going on where this woman had exposed one of my then favorite rappers. I'm going to tell you the rapper's name. And you're probably going to be like, are you fucking serious? Y'all know, maybe y'all don't. 
I was a huge little B fan. Like, I thought you were about to say Riff Raff or whatever the hell his. I name am was. about to say Riff Raff. Okay, hold on. That's where we going. That's where we going. Shay no. Shay know me. All right, Little B was is to this day probably one of my favorite rappers of all time. Like, I was a fan. I would have got his name tatted on my ass. Like, that's how much I loved him. And I loved his co-white counterpart, Riff Raff. Now, a lot of people don't know Riff Raff, but Riff Raff was that nigga for me for a while. <laughs> anyway, somebody exposed Riff Raff, right? And they were like, oh, Riff Raff was in my DMs and he wanted me to call him. And she screenshotted his number. So I said, bullshit. And I had caught it on the early wave. It was probably only like 30 people who seen the story at that time. And I'm like... Oh, shit. I may be able... This is like 2011. I'm like, I may be able to um, slide up in his text messages. <laughs> and you know what I did? You know what I did? I texted him. And I said, hey. And I said his real name. I was like, hey. And he was like, who is this? I was like, you don't remember me? And I said a fake name. I was like, Brittany or something. He's like, nah, I don't remember you. And I was like, do you want me to send you a picture of my titties so you can remember? And he was like, yeah, that would be helpful. I sent I sent him a picture of my titties, bro. I sent him a picture of my tits. I sent him a picture of my titties. Y'all. I sent this man just the titties, not even the face. Not no face. Just the titties. Just the titties. This man didn't learn his lesson. But what what happened after that? You never kiss and tell. That's all y'all need to know for this episode of Captain Confessions. <laughs> but let's just know. The Riff world, Raff has seen my titties. <laughs> Riff Raff He's has listening seen my to this right now. And he's just like, hmm, I wonder if I remember those titties. Let me go. <laughs> I'll be like, you want to see him again? No, you're done. You're done. Your time is, is up. It's expired. Um, yeah, 2011, 2012, Brie was a wild. Yeah. And I was only fucking... 18 like oh who am gosh. i who am Girl. i <laughs> a riff who am I? fan i was i love me some riff rap do not judge me i feel like somebody gonna look him up on google and be like brian now for real because the little sharp fucking teeth he has and I, it just don't make any sense to me it's like is he a rapper like what does he do he is an entertainer of sorts. He oh, is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's an entertainer. He has many talents. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Very ambiguous, you know, dubious talents, but they're there. Anyway, <laughs> moving on from sure, phase. <laughs> well, you know what? I mean, that did kind of bring up a question for me. Like, is that the wildest thing you've done as a fan? Oh, as a fan? Mm-hmm. I've only met a handful of celebrities. Mm. And yes, that is probably the wildest thing I did as a fan. I met a local IE celebrity one time and he was like, oh, pull up and come to my table. But I was like, I got a man. But I thought about mm. it. I thought you about said- it. I thought about it. <laughs> like, can my man come? <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Damn, this is one time where being single, being in a relationship wasn't that beneficial. But I was like, yeah, I got a man. I can't do that. I'm very sorry to tell you that, sir. But yeah, that's probably the wildest thing I've ever done with a celebrity. Um, if it was Little B and not Riff Raff, I would have gave up the ass immediately <laughs> i would have i'm not gonna lie at that point i would have gave up the ass immediately i would have been like you're like just call mm-hmm. me and it's yours just send me the hotel room and i'm on my way <laughs> mm-hmm. and he has a whole foot fetish 
he has a foot fetish. Oh yeah, Little B has a foot fetish. Oh, he would have loved mm-hmm. you. Your toes are cute. He would have oh, been. Oh, thank he, you. You're welcome. <laughs> Honestly, I just signed up for Feet Finder uh, two days ago, and this are is, you serious? This is on my life. I literally just signed up for Feet Finder. Um, Let me know how it goes, because you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so that was like, now, bitch, what? Now you know we need this money for this wedding. You know we need you this You didn't money tell Sadell. He just heard right now. He looked at me like, I know you lied. Now you know we need this money for this wedding, okay? Baby, I'm doing this for us, okay? In our future, okay? My my face not even going to be in it. Now, what if they start requesting weird toes. shit? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm already thinking about, like, what I'm going to do. I'm going to do sensory stuff. I'm thinking I'm going to, like, step on, like, foam yeah. and smush Ooh, berries. Like that squeaky foam? Like TV foam? No, like a like a like shaving cream foam. Oh, I want to yeah, you know that. rub my foot down with some honey. I'm thinking mm-hmm. about like spreading my toes and rubbing things in between them, like thongs almost. Uh, I have a whole thing going on in my mind. I'm Girl, about to be up on here. Chocolate, <laughs> do the weirdest, craziest thing. Craziest shit. Like yeah, they'll they'll yeah. love that shit. No, because there's people out there that be like wanting you to file your fucking dead skin off. I'm just like. Okay. <laughs> Y'all be Ooh. into it. There's a category mm. for everybody when it comes to feet, just like porn. So yeah, and I could probably hire somebody like a a pedicurist to come to my apartment and do. A they're gonna want to see on camera. Yeah. Ooh. <gasps> Ooh, it's gonna get real hot and sexy. Look, I don't give a damn what anybody has to say. It's just toes. Okay, and if my toes could rack in a hundred grand, shit, shit. <laughs> shit. Why not? Why not? Okay. I know that the Lord the is not going to judge me for this one. It is just hands and feet. Just hands and feet, baby. Just hands and feet. No. You're rubbing your toes. <laughs> like, come on. 50K. Do I get 50K? Do I hear 50K? Uh, 55? Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Putting in a, a papaya or something. Rubbing in the middle of a <laughs> Bitch. Bitch. Look. You need to get some grapes and just like smash. Smash mm. fucking grapes. Like you make it wine. They love that. Mm-hmm. They will love that. Look, find me on Feet Finder, y'all. Once I have my account fully <laughs> set up, I will tag it in the comments below the show notes so you could donate <laughs> to the wedding fund. All right. Whatever you do with them feet videos and pictures, that's your business. Right. Um, <laughs> you don't have to tell me. Please. Remain anonymous. Please. Right. You know how weird okay, we that would be if someone that you knew was just like, man, I love that video of you. And you're like, what video? Oh, the one on Feet Finder. You didn't have to tell me this, bro. You could have took that one to the grave. Please take it to the grave. <laughs> to fucking grow. Yeah, I would be like, please don't tell me because then I might look at you a little weird. Right. Like, you know me on a personal level. You right. can watch anybody else's feet in the you world. You want to watch me? My like, feet? Oh, no. Trying to tell me something. Come on. Yeah. I missed this hint that you've been probably throwing for the last 10 years. But no, <laughs> these feet. These feet belong to one person and one person only. I can share them via digital videos and photos, but these feet, for a feet. are made for a feet, okay? <laughs> for a feet. But y'all in my tea tonight. I'm just giving y'all all my business. Lord have mercy. But you know what? This is a one-year anniversary episode, so it might get a little crazy. It is. It Shout might get a little us. crazy. <laughs> what are we about to do? We got to, we, we're celebrating, okay? What, what's, what's happening? What's happening? Yes, it's got... It's a lot that's been happening. This lo- these last two weeks off, I have been just in the shit. I have taken stuff to the next level, which we may talk about in the future. But let's get on topic. What are you drinking today? 
What are we drinking, girl? We are drinking champagne. We're drinking Top the champagne. Champagne. I got my I got my beautiful, lovely drink boy here with me today. <laughs> Is he I'm in drinking. the towel? Oh God! Serving Ooh. You. Ooh, did you hear did that? You hear that pop? Did you hear that pop? So, what is your what you're hearing right now is called uh, the Black Girl Magic Sparkling Root for our beautiful Black History Month. Okay, yes, thank you, my love. That. Love that. I, I still have tried that you. line. May I have a kiss? May I have a kiss? May I have a kiss? Mm-hmm. My man. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> She's trying to entice y'all. She's <laughs> look. And if you like what you hear here, just wait till you get on Feet Finder. Ooh. <laughs> Go ahead. Promo, promo, promo. <laughs> well, I guess I should get a glass because this is like a, a mini bottle of the. Okay, no, that's good. Right Stella Rose. Okay. It's not it's not Black Girl Magic, but it's Stella Rose. Stella oh, Rose. Oh, girl. This Black Girl Magic was $6.49 at Target. Oh, perfect. This was free 99 It was a gift. Okay, look, that's right on point. We in our bonnets this morning. We in our Thank PJs. You. Okay. Thank you. Can I right? just explain this right now? Because I picked the worst fucking day to get a damn silk press. The worst mm. week ever. Girl, I'm about, I'm about to be in this bonnet all week. I just, mm-hmm. so it's my annual silk press, you know, go to my lady and she'll, you know, cut my hair and make it look all nice. And I was like, okay, hair is growing. Hair is growing. Hair is flowing. I was like, you know, know, but it's a little weird. You know, when you go from like big hair to like straight, it's like, ooh, I don't, where's my volume? Where where is it at? Very flat feeling, huh? Very flat. And I'm like, I don't know about this. I don't know. Like a once in a while type of thing, but I like my big curls. But yeah, I was, um, we bonded out this morning though, because I was like, "Mm, mm, we're just on podcast. It's okay. We could be homie. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's correct. We're just on the podcast. Bonnet Sisters for Life. I feel like Bonnet Sisters. It connects us on a different level. I feel like Bonnet Tree, that should be studied. Like, <laughs> I'm serious because Bonnet Tree says a lot. Like, when a woman is like, okay, I'm at my house. I got a couple friends over. If I go and get my bonnet thing, I'm like, okay, you ready for us to go home? Let's start packing this shit. Read the cues. Read the cues. Yes. I'm tired. It's time to go. Okay. Sometimes bonnet can mean no sex or let's get the fucking room going. Let's go, right? right. Depending on depending on the way the bonnet was put on and at what time. You might be getting some, you might be getting none. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Bonnets could bonnets just represent for me all things that are black women. Like right. you know, just that self-love, that self-care. Happy Black History Month, y'all. Cause I feel like we are so the bonnet love is so deep that the white folks want the bonnets now. The white Girl. folks are trying to bonnet up now. And I'm like, you Why? are about 1,000 years a little too late <laughs> to the party. They going to swoop in, try to switch it up, call it something else. So. I think they did call it something else. But you know what? I, ain't pr- I think they that got no that, the, that company canceled, though. It was some woman that had came out with like, sh- a bonnet. Yep. Yep. They didn't play that. that yeah, because it's like... I don't think she's selling it anymore, so... It's all right. And then they tried to gentrify the um the edge the edge toothbrush that we be having. Yes. You, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I know. I'm like, $30? They're two bucks at the beauty supply store. Because you know who gonna buy it? White people. Mm-hmm. We're not buying that shit. Because they want so. the luxury. 
No, baby. All you need is a, a something with a little bristle, and that that could be the toothbrush you got in your bathroom right now. Shit, okay, you can use a right. damn rat tail comb, like the little <laughs> the little tiny comb, and, and get it and get, get it, it right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they All don't right. need to know that, okay? Because that's our business. Let them go ahead and spend thirty dollars, okay? You go ahead and spend that money. I hope at the end of the day that money is not going fully in the hands of a white person. I feel like mm-hmm. I hope it will how somehow uh, redistribute back into the black community. That's the hope. Doubt it, but that's the hope. <sighs> okay, so in addition to my champagne, I'm drinking mm-hmm. white tears, and <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> No, I'm actually drinking this espresso that I made myself. I got me an espresso machine, finally. Nice. Yes. A you little... got the machine. Is that the is... one you wanted, right? No, this is a uh, this is a trial machine. This is a temporary God. little, like, we're trying to see if we could do this coffee thing. We've been making our own coffee for a week. I have okay. no complaints. So if I decide to invest in our $700 machine, I think that it would absolutely pay itself off. A hundred percent. I think that you should still post um, in your like housewarming or your mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what is the it? Fund. The fund, the fund for a wedding, and be like, just donate to this, and you know, not one person has to pay for it, but people could put a little on it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay for the whole thing yourself if you want. No, that would be a great gift because Sadell is loving this espresso machine, and it's about. I didn't really together. know. I didn't know he was a coffee drinker. I thought it was just you. This is this is new. I've been having him uh-huh. drinking coffee for maybe the last four or five months. He Ooh. finally gave in one day and was like, fuck it. You're going to go to Starbucks every day. I'm going to get something. <laughs> and now, now he's my Starbucks girl. Like, okay. we get coffee chatting it up. That's my name. <laughs> we be like, oh, we, gonna, we getting coffee this morning? Let's go. Yes, he's a coffee kind of store now. It took I 10 years. That. When, Ten you, years. when you're ready, you're ready, okay? Mm-hmm. And he was ready. You made mm-hmm. it You made it look good and sound good. So now he's like, you know what? I got to get in on this. Like, let me stop being yeah, so stubborn. Yeah, he was like, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. Mm-hmm. I think he hit 30 and shit started going downhill for him. And he was like, oh, oh okay, yeah, I'm losing that energy. Yeah. His knees is buckling a little bit more. Work is getting a little bit a little, more. Th- <laughs> a pick boost. me up. <laughs> and I was like, I got you. I gotcha. But yes, what else are you drinking? Are you just drinking your champagne today? I had my full glass of water. Um, trying to do better about that first thing in the morning. And I had a little shot of like my, my little green juice. I buy the the suja drink. It's so nasty, but because it's celery and I just I don't know. People love celery. I'm just not one of those people. But I, I try okay. to drink it in the morning. I have been noticing a difference in like my skin and stuff. And I just needed a detox, girl. When I tell you we were drinking up from sun up to sundown, taking shots before having any sort of food, and then we was eating uh gas station chicken all fucking week long. And and I'm not, not I'm not dissing on it because the shit was fire and it's like a chain restaurant out there. But I was like, my body needs a break. My body needs some something good. And then I just popped open the champagne. So here we go. Okay. Boom. <laughs> You're like, yeah, my body needs something good. Anyway, let's poison it for a, yep, a quick second. Yeah, poison it today. That's okay. Because it's a cause for a celebration. We have been doing this for a whole year. I know we're going to get into it some more a little bit later. But like, what? Shout out to us. Yes, it is a cause for a celebration. You guys have us drinking at 9 a.m. Yes, it is a Saturday, but a bitch hasn't even had breakfast yet. So <laughs> no I breakfast. may be tipsy by the end of this episode. And I that still part. got a life to live after this. <laughs> <laughs> I still have a life to live. But moving on with the shenanigans, 
today's segment is called Too Hot to Handle. I believe we played this the last time we did an episode together. We had a blast. And it's where we pull three random game card questions. Okay. Today's game is Never Have I Ever. Oh. Okay. okay. They're a little spicy. Um, Shay, let's like start spicy. off. Hmm. Okay, let's do this one. We'll start off with something light. Never have I ever been the center of a bad rumor. Have you been the center of a bad rumor? I have, actually. What is it? <laughs> what is it? Tell the rumor. <laughs> I have been the center of a bad rumor. Um, I don't know if I can really release that information. Mm. <clears throat> so, damn, it's that bad. No, it's this. It's not that bad. Was it a it, rumor? or Was it the truth? Because it's kind of it looking like the truth. Okay. <laughs> no, it was a rumor. It was for sure a rumor. But basically, okay. I was accused of doing something that I absolutely did not do. And um, yeah, I you know sometimes you just can't control the narrative, so you just be like, fuck it. Like as bad as you don't want to say fuck it because it's like you know people are playing with your name oh hell but yeah. sometimes it's like you know people are going to convince themselves that like okay that's the truth they don't want to hear nothing about it and you know i just don't have the patience to try and you know convince you otherwise so yeah i was the center of a bad rumor it was um it was some shady shit and i was out of my character and i didn't appreciate it but um yeah I'm sorry I know. what happened to you. I feel no, like that brought up a bad okay. memory. That was a bad card. Oh, no. I mean, fuck them. <laughs> fuck you and your rumor, bitch. No. <laughs> she still got some anger I, for this situation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to release that information because, you know, we be having ears on this podcast. So Okay, yeah. What well, I'm going to do. The show because now I'm oh, gonna tuned in. Oh, okay. you're going to be tuned in. So, yeah. <laughs> mm. When, mm-hmm. What about you? I have been, you? yes, I have been the center. I had the worst rumor of my life as in 2010. I had just lost my virginity. And the rumor was that I had lost my virginity to two guys at one time. What? It, it, was, de- it was devastating. It was, de- it was a devastating rumor to go around high school. Because the oh, truth yeah. was, is yeah, I had just lost my virginity. But it was only to one man. And I was fighting for my life. Like, fighting for my life with this rumor. That shit almost ruined me in high school. And it was started by somebody who I thought was my friend. And um, the shady boots? problem. Shady Boots, baby. You know it was Shady Boots. You know it was Shady Boots. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know it was Shady Boots. Yes, it started... Um, after I was dating two guys and I was like, mm, you know, I'm feeling both of them, but I'm feeling one a little bit more. Again, I was a virgin and I was just testing out my options. I chose that I was ready to have sex. Like when I when I saw one particular person, I was like, there goes my virginity. Like, I just know it. The moment I laid, <laughs> he didn't even see me and I laid eyes on him. I was like, oh, yeah. OK, this is what I've been waiting you. on. <laughs> I'm about to give it to you. I just I knew it, it just heart my heart blew up a little bit and um my eyes were set on that and once that opportunity presented itself the other guy I was talking to I was like yeah well this is not really working out and um that person that started the rumor kind of like both of these guys too and was like yeah well you guys know she is a and start you know and I had to fight that shit and because it came from such a trusted source 
everyone was like, it has to be true. So for Don't a year, oh my God, yeah, it was people worse. Can't it was even a worse. Fathom that like, hey, sometimes the people we're closest to don't fuck with us like at all they don't or they're jealous there's some sort of competition in their eyes so that's what they do and it sucks because like when you hear stuff like that you're just like who would even say something like that about me like like you never expect it would come from like someone so close to you i'm sorry that happened to you though yeah glad you caught that out though it shaped me. And what I would say this is like having such a nasty rumor be told about you and people believe that and you be fighting that shit for years and you know what's true. It changed my reality of like, this shit ain't real. Like this shit ain't real. You know, I'm walking around with a whole reputation and still to this day, no judgment to anybody out there. I've only slept with four men in my entire life. I'm about to be 30 years old. No shade. No shade. I have barely lived when it came to like having experiences with sex. And I was deemed a hoe. Somebody from this day probably still be like, Brie is a hoe, a hoe, nasty bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. You know, like if that's your reality, I don't give a fuck no more. It's how right. What take what are you gonna do? Take me to court? I don't give a fuck. So it changed right. my perspective of like who to give a fuck about and what not to give a fuck about. I don't yeah. I don't care what you think about me anymore. So yes, thank you for that rumor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just saying, like, it's it's good that you realize that in high school too. Like you just can't give a fuck about what people think. It's like you it's, can't please everybody. You cannot please everybody. It sucks that it's high school, and it you know it sucks that like even as a young teen, you weren't even given the benefit to date multiple people to figure out what you want as a woman. Right. And then when you found out what you wanted, and you went ahead and did that. Here's a rumor like, well, she was kind of talking to both of them. She okay. what she must have been doing, you know. And I was. And why and not? my business. Right. Men talk to multiple women all the time. I was weighed on my options. Okay, that's what I was doing. Hello. I knew that I wanted to have sex. And I was like, who do I want to fuck? This man is the one. And that's how it <laughs> went. And I'm grown as hell now. I can say that my 16-year-old self was not that confident to be like, well, I was ready to lose my virginity. And I was just trying to figure out like which one was going to be the best benefit. Anyway, moving forward, that was my rumor. Let's speed it up a bit. Let's speed it up a bit. Okay. Have you ever flirted with your best friend's partner? No. <laughs> well. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. So when I was. <laughs> okay. This shit's about to get crazy. When I was in middle school, I had a really good friend and um, she was dating this guy this guy's name uh, should i should i name drop i mean like i don't feel like listening to this it just makes <laughs> more sense <laughs> okay i had this friend named ariana and she was dating this dude named justin and he would always be at our house because he was low-key dating my sister as well oh. prior to her transformation right right and mm. For what I don't even know how this happened. I don't know how this happened, but like oh, so he I was started, getting both from both was. ends. Yeah, okay. but like <laughs> he was, my shit was like was more secretive. It. My shit was more secretive. I like I kissed him while he was still with Ariana, and then that was it. And then like eventually, like they broke up, and then he, I guess, like my sister at the time was like, oh, who's someone that you know you could you really want to be with? And he he had said me. And I was like, oh, God, this is going to be so bad. Like, I really fucked up. I made a mistake. And I made the mistake of telling Ariana that bitch wanted to fight 
me. Oh, as she should. Yeah, I'm as she should. As she should. As she should. As she should. <laughs> I, I mean, it wasn't just, I mean, that I only kissed him. No, he was, he was doing some other things and up in our household. And this is what happens when you don't have parental guidance in your home. Fucking okay. kids just gonna do whatever the fuck they want to do. But yeah, he was just I trying know. to get his dick wet by any means at that time. It was oh, like absolutely. You throwing it at me. The sister throwing it at me. My girl throwing it at me. I'm taking right. it all. Right, right. No discrimination. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. So yeah, that's what yeah, that's what happened. I, I definitely kissed her man and I, I kind of wanted him to, but you know, he was already fucking with my sister. And I was like, this is not gonna mm-hmm. happen. So, you know, shout out to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't think anybody knew that. They just thought it was me. They so that I think that's why she really wanted to fight me. And I'm like, bitch, if only you knew. If only you if knew only the team, you wouldn't even want this man probably. Cause Girl, then you would like, not. <laughs> you would not. So. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mm. Okay. TPT in the, the morning. Tea is, I did not expect this episode to be so tea-filled. I mean, this was not in the cards, literally. I did not plan for this. But yes, it okay. is. Because I fast. <laughs> Show is on the cards. Shady. cards. It was on the cards. Um, I was debating on if I wanted to pull this card out, but I was like, you know what? It's showing itself. Okay. We're going to go with it. But yes, I have absolutely flirted with my best friend's partner um, at one time. And this was like... <sighs> This was in high school. I feel like I was just, me and this friend were just so shady towards each other. We should not. We should have ended the friendship. But <laughs> I digress. Um, yeah, it was it was rough. I definitely yeah. was a fool in a situation with her partner out of spite and jealousy. And um, in return to that, every man that I've ever been with, she was like, Okay. Yeah. I'm about to be on their <laughs> ass. So I dealt with They're that for me. years, 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 years. Today would never, could never, wouldn't even think about it. Right. Prefrontal cortex being fully developed, Brie was not the best friend. And um I complete I completely admit that. I was dead ass wrong. Mm-hmm. I was dead ass wrong. Okay, moving forward, Shay. I have a bonus question in here, which I'm gonna ask at the end. But this question says, never have I ever been caught having sex in a public place. No, I have not been caught having sex and I've had sex in plenty of public spaces. But I remember being in the car with this guy who who wanted me and we were really close friends and I was really intoxicated. And I was like, no, 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 no like, I'm good. I'm good. And I remember the security guard like came by because, you know, I, I felt like that would have been a situation where like someone like did not listen to me. And I'm like, hey, I said no, but now I'm going to go along with it because you're like you're kind of like breaking me down right now. Um, so thankfully, the security guard came by and I said, the sign got to go. And I got in that car. I was high as hell driving <laughs> off. But I was like, I got to go. <laughs> I have to get up out of here. But yeah, so I guess, you know, had it been probably like 10 minutes later, maybe I would have been caught. Thankfully, I was not. But um, no, I have not. I have not been caught. Okay. Okay. What about you? Mm. I have been <laughs> I have been caught. I have been caught. Okay. Red-handed. 
<laughs> a few times. Um, but the most the no the most prominent one, I was literally like, this is one of the wildest stories of my life, and I will tell it again and again because it's just signs that I have lived. Okay, I have lived. But yeah, me and an ex of mine, it was late night, and we were like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Where are we gonna go? And um, we had no options. We had no options. It was it was a back alley on a late night. <laughs> no car, by the way. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> you was just out in the alley? <laughs> yes, we have. At this rate, I mean, if you would have caught me at that time, I would have been like, oh, she's for sure a prostitute. Like, this is a for sure transactional exchange. Because why? Why am I in a back alley throwing it back? That makes no sense at all. And, um, <laughs> we got caught. And it was not by... A regular, normal person was a homeless man who was walking by. And, oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord, Shay. You would have think we would have been, like, startled. We would have stopped and be like, oh, my God. We've been caught. We kept going. And he was just like, yeah. Like, he was just kind of like. The homeless man like was, he was watching you? <laughs> he was walking by, but he did slow his pace a bit. And he did keep looking as he exited the alley and yeah that was that was some wild shit that was that was wild that would have been enough for me this man was like i'm I'm getting a show tonight like what okay the fuck? Mm-hmm. and it was almost like he was like oh yeah this happens every thursday night i'm like, yeah i know to walk past this alley at this time because somebody gonna be throwing it back like it was kind of no. like this was <laughs> yeah Yes. Okay. Three. Enough of my tea. That's the last tea you getting out of me today. For real. This episode. I feel like we should do one more card because this is just so entertaining. <laughs> oh, this is your tea, bitch. And you better be honest. Okay. This is for Shay. Uh, never have I ever hit a parked car and not left a note. <laughs> First of all, bitch, not you fucking. And you better be honest. Thank you for telling before I had a chance to tell. I did not hit the car. I was riding in the car. So you <laughs> never, I've never hit a car and, and skirted off. Actually, <laughs> that wasn't me. That wasn't you, now, but you were. Did I encourage? I said, go. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. You, <laughs> I sure did. I said, we need to leave now. There, no, I was not going to jail for anybody. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I don't even feel like we really hit the car that hard. Oh, yeah. Fuck just- that car up. I seen it with my own eyes. So she, do not let Shay both face like I that. I feel oh. like it was already <laughs> fucked up. Like, no. I feel like that that scratch was already there. That no, was already there. Y'all hit the car so hard. Y'all, y'all car buckled. Y'all fucked that car up. Well, you know what? First of all, that wasn't even my fault. This bitch... For whatever reason, she got the music blasting. She just reversing in on vibes. I'm like, you got a rear view camera. You ain't turn your head. You ain't look at the camera. Like you just said, okay, God's gonna tell me when to stop. He did not. He did not tell you when to stop. So you hit that car hard, and I was like, I gotta go. I gotta get up out of here. Like, girl, I was. I just know they're gonna be like these fucking blackies. Fucking hit my car. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Off. I'm yes. so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, it's okay. God forgives. God forgives. But yeah, I didn't mean to put Shay out there, but that car came up in the deck. I was like, I'm asking it because I know the answer to that one. <laughs> All right. Y'all, that was our segment, our tea, which was too hot to handle. 
And we're going to get on with starting the show. Now, today's topic is our one-year anniversary episode. So we have a lot of special questions dedicated to that. I would say that this would be a good time for y'all to get a drink, all right? I'm not talking about a coffee or tea, but if you want to sip, sip with us, this is the episode to do so. I am encouraging alcohol behavior unless you're driving, operating a vehicle, or at work, okay? Right. I want you to be free and clear with nothing on your schedule because I don't want to be sued. I'm that telling part. you right now. Warning. Warning. Um, with that being, <laughs> warning. <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, we are going to start the show. I'm Bree. And I'm Shalika. And we are two long-term friends who get together once a week to chat over coffee or tea. Join us as we talk about all things black, white, and in between with With Cafe Cafe Confessions. Confessions. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Thank you again. Now, you guys know we have our standing segment, Tea Over Tea. Shay, what is your tea today? Ah, okay. I got two teas. I got two teas. Mm. I think I'm going to go with the tea that is, unless you're going to be talking about this tea, the Halle... Hallie and that was my tea. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's right talk it. about let's it. Let's go. Let's okay. go. First that was of my all, tea. I just knew you was going to pick this tea. I just knew. Thank you. You know me so well because I've been holding on to this tea for a week now. Let's go. Let's get into it. I feel like sometimes these men will get caught up and then just boohoo cry like, oh, that's not what it is. That's not this. What the fuck are you doing messaging Ruby Rose? Anyways. Your ex, what are you doing know messaging her in the middle of the night? Because I think it was like one, maybe one to, to two a.m. that you for the whereabouts. Message. For her whereabouts, where are you at? Why? Why does that matter? Oh, it's not what it looks like. Then what the fuck is it? What is it? And then you're gonna come out here and put out a little diss song against her. It's like niggas will Too much tell oh, tell on okay. themselves all the time, all the time. And I'm like, Holly, baby girl, you have so much going for you. Please don't waste it on this nigga. Please don't. Please. Please don't. Because he's caught. I'm sorry. Like, people always try to put blame on the girl, but I'm like, why are you trying to throw stones at her because she exposed this man? Like, oh, she's just Mm -hmm. a hater. She's just this. No, bitch. She's trying to tell you what it is. And if you're not listening, you're still dragging this man across red carpets. You're Mm -hmm. the one that's going to fuck up your Disney check. You're the one that's going to look crazy in the end. First of all, when he even posted about like the fact that y'all was having issues, like all y'all girl- girls are saying, this man is immature. Mentally, the fact that he's not fully developed, right? Not mm-hmm. there. And the fact that he can degrade his ex so horribly, I'm sorry, that should be telling of if y'all break up, he's probably going to do the same thing to you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. get rid of this bum. Get rid of him. He's riding on your coattail. He doesn't need to be around. And he's obviously not faithful. I'm sorry. That's yeah. Okay. See, this is this was my tea over tea because I'm all into the psychology of this type of shit. What's Mm -hmm. really going on here is DDD is obsessed. DDG, whatever his name is, is obsessed with Ruby Rose. Let's be fucking real. I feel like men claim, oh, I want a good girl. I want this. I want that. You know, I want my woman to be a freak in the sheets and a lady in the streets and Mm -hmm. that good girl Mm -hmm. gone bad kind of shit. Right. Just for me though. But you no, really be you lusting want over these girls that be throwing it back, okay? And I'm sorry, Ruby Rose, no shade. This is not, like, coming for her whatsoever. But 
she doesn't really leave much to the imagination. No. Like, it's kind of all Front Street. And I think a lot of... And she's been with a lot of people in the industry. No shade to her. She slept with a lot of these celebrities. No shade. And the same thing, too, with Lori Harvey, right? It don't stop niggas from coming to you. Just because you've been around... Niggas want to claim, like, oh, I want this, I want that, I want my girl to be innocent. Y'all don't really give a fuck. And truth be told, you want that freak all the time. And all the you time. All the time. And I feel like Hallie, Hallie is Hallie. really, Hallie, really soft-spoken, really in her career. She's really driven. She's really connected to source. You know, she's all the things men claim a woman should be but you are still fantasizing about the freak in the streets and the freak in the sheets okay you can't get her out your head it's very obvious like we all see it you're putting way too much effort the the diss song and she is too i'm not coming for just him ruby you're obsessed why are you tweeting oh having this bitch in my clothes is something else why are you looking so hard that's crazy you're studying that woman's page that hard that woman's story mm-hmm. that hard you're looking for any remnants of you like i left a he- uh, eyelash on that table is it still there like girl you are you guys are you guys need to work this out and get back together because it's very right. obvious that there is still something there it's very obvious and she said it she was like in someone with a man you want to make fun of him and we've all had an ex like that that's like I don't want you, but I don't want nobody else to have you. Meanwhile, you're over here. Tell the truth. Utilizing her for your benefit. You see her as the Disney check. You see her as this, this person that's going to take you to the next heights. Babe, she can only do so much. You're fucking your own bag up. I don't even know what the fuck you do on Twitch. Do you know what this man does on Twitch? Does he play video games? I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm so confused. I don't know if he's a scammer. I don't know if he plays video games. I don't know if he's a rapper. <laughs> I don't know what he does. He so is do a rapper, but I'm not sure if he pro- he probably is all three. He for sure is a scammer because the way that he's just scamming this girl out of her common sense, it don't make no goddamn sense to me. Like, th- you're and too upset. The, you're too upset. And then the fucking t- tweet, I think it was yesterday, where he was like, people want to know why she's so fuck with me because I got mean dick. That for is real, so like, disgusting. It's very disrespectful. It's very disrespectful. Don't ever speak on the... That's that's not a Ruby Rose girl. I'm sorry. And like, again, this is not any shade to Ruby Rose because I feel like she definitely gets money off of her sex appeal. That's her niche. Cool. But you're mm-hmm. not going to talk about fucking America's sweetheart like she just some fucking random bitch. Like, I'm sorry, you're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got mean dick. What? Don't what? ever, don't ever speak on me like that. Don't ever. Maybe ha- look. Maybe Hallie like it. Now I'm missing. Is it Hallie or Haley? Maybe she like <laughs> it. Maybe she like it. But I wanted. I wanted to say this. Um, I, he had another tweet and it says, "Crazy how the world was just stuck in my dick, uh, my excellent boyfriend attributes and skills. But as soon as one of my obsessors, <laughs> okay, because y'all both obsessed, but whatever, tries to expose me, I'm the worst nigga ever. Y'all only do this to successful black men. Stop." with the bullshit it's not because you're successful it's because you got caught red-handed this has nothing to do with you being a successful black man you're an ancient ass nigga that's just what it Period. is and ruby called you out on it now the fact that she's even entertaining you i feel like there is more receipts but she's not going to come out with it and i feel like you know that or maybe she doesn't mm. have the receipts that you know that she could expose you with because maybe you deleted it you know how people love to fucking delete their history whatever Mm-hmm. Either way, I feel like 
you you might not have slept with Ruby Rose while you were with Hallie, but I feel like you have been entertaining this woman. And mm-hmm. if, the, if mm-hmm. the time was right, you probably would have stepped out on your relationship. So fuck that nigga. I don't care. I hope she can open her eyes and drop this man like a bad habit because it, it, it's it's getting too much. You're putting out a song now. You're literally putting out a song. You're dragging it. For real. I wish my man would be this boasted up about his fucking ex. Leave her alone. Whatever. Let her talk. Let her talk and we just enjoy us. Uh, if it mm-hmm. is what you say it is. But clearly, you sounding like a fucking hit dog. A hit dog gonna holler. That's what they say. That's what my grandma mm-hmm. said. A hit dog gonna holler. And you know what? Real quick, let's add in the second part of this. Krishan Rock and Blueface. Now, you know, I've been... <laughs> at this point, they could sue me because I've been talking about them for the last year. Um, I was so disappointed. First off... In Krishan, I have no expectations for the woman. Yeah. I feel bad saying that, but I don't. I have no expectations for her at all, whatsoever. I have no expectations for any of these people. But when it comes to Krishan, I'm putting myself in Ruby's situation. I'm not taking no advice from an entity who can't even get their shit together. Okay? Right. Period. So you're encouraging behavior... I feel like when when people get caught up in those like reality TV shows that are all about like fighting and drinking and gossip, they start yeah. to lose the reality that like that's not how the world operates. Like that's how right. your scripted show that you contracted into operates, but you need to leave that energy on set. Right. You can't just You're be take- out here fighting people all got What? Can we talk about like I've seen her some of her interviews with like some of the other baddies like even if they're just talking to her like look, this is no shade. I'm just trying to help you. She'd be ready to fucking fight. It's like mm-hmm. I don't want no one say anything about me. Bitch, you need help. Sorry to Sorry to cut you off, but I'm like, girl, like at some point you're going to have to get it together. You can't just go around just fighting people all the goddamn time because they said something that you don't like. People are always going to say some shit that you don't like. Learn how to handle it like an adult. Right. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And I feel like her encouraging Ruby because she was like, I didn't say nothing, but I just said she needed to get that out there pretty much. Like I just told her that she needed to clear the air, whatever she said. Mm -hmm. I'm like, girl, you want to see drama burn. You're not a good friend. Y'all are really, just be honest, linking up for the clout. You're linking up exactly. for the neutrals. Oh, they're going to follow me. They're going to follow you because y'all have nothing. Y'all don't even like each other. I'm going to tell you right now, Ruby don't like that bitch. Ruby is probably I'm using her. Ruby, <laughs> I like to read energy on people. And Ruby is one of the worst energies that I've come across. Really? In celebrity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like she is just not a good person. I hate to say that. Like she... Her, and you're not going to like this one, Gabrielle Union. I feel like Gabrielle Union is trying to change her ways, but Gabrielle Union has always had a negative energy to me. Every time I see her, I'm like, ooh, I could tell you are mean. Mm. And not I've heard that about her, too. Yeah, she's mean. and She's a nasty, just a nasty person. Like, I'm consciously aware of what I'm doing kind of mean. Like, there's a difference Mm. between someone who's just like, I'm a bitch and someone who's like, I am purposeful with my meanness. And I feel like that is Ruby Rose. I feel like they have her and Gabrielle Union give off the same kind of energy. And it's like, I will take, 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 take by any means necessary. Even if that means putting myself in positions with people I don't like. She don't like Krishan. And I know this for a fact. She feels like she's above Krishan, but Krishan has a clout that Ruby's like, well, this is what the people want to see. So I'm going to link up with her. And get what I can out of the situation. She is absolutely a clout demon. Okay, do not take that. Again, yeah, 
just because I'm a spiritual woman and I be into like psychic shit don't mean I know everything. So take this with a grain of salt. This is just my personal opinion. But I do not like Ruby Rose. I'm sorry. I feel like she is just a mean woman. She's mean. And I feel like these girls link up in this industry because they're so desperate for attention that they're going to do anything and everything to keep it going. You know, it's an illness. I think being in the industry can really make you mentally unstable. And I feel like we're witnessing that. They always say, like, even if it's bad press, it's still press. Like, people are talking Mm -hmm. about you. Like, you're going to be in people's mouths. They're going to look at your page. You're getting the views that you need. You're getting the follows that you need. People are coming to your aid. People are fucking probably talking down to you. But they're talking about you. And that's Mm kind of what they want. And I could see that. I could see that. You know, Krishan is being used right now. Shit, Blue Blue is using her. So what does it what does it matter if everyone else is using her too? If she mm-hmm. can't even get that man in check, it's like, bro, I could I could literally see, I could literally see people like maybe wanting to work with her, but not work with Blue because he just be doing too much. And I'm like, girl, you have to understand. I don't give a damn if this man is your manager. He's right on your coattails too. That man mm-hmm. is not. What? When's the last time we listened to a Blueface song? I couldn't even tell you one. I mean, uh, maybe the Black Girl Champagne, Black Girl Magic Champagne, but I can't tell you one Blueface song. You I have made no a Black idea. Girl Magic Champagne? No, that's what I'm drinking right now. And I'm oh. telling you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Shay Champagne is clearly hitting her too. like when did he make the see i was like yeah, that proves my point i ain't never heard that shit. <laughs> i'm sorry y'all right now remember this moment okay because shay's drink is hitting her um it's the no breakfast but yes no, no i'm saying i don't know i can tell you if someone said right now with a gun in my face name one blue face on i would say carne asada i have no idea what his songs what is this music what is this music all i know is that tatiana song i don't oh, know tatiana I don't know any other. You said Cardi Asada. I don't know any other <laughs> songs by that man. But you struck gold because you know people love mm-hmm. her. You know people mm-hmm. not even that they love her. They feel bad for her, and they just try to get her away from you. They're trying to show her a different side to the industry, and it's like you only want to use use her to abuse her. It's like when she just came out talking about how she was pregnant. You was like, oh, sh- this bitch beat da 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 da, or she was taking pictures with people. Mm-hmm. Oh, you could never be the number one spot. You, bro, you supposed to be the manager. Like these are good opportunities right. for her. You are fucking mm-hmm. it up because you're jealous. Because <laughs> you're jealous. And like jealous. honestly, I've never been in that like pimp sex worker world. But this is what it's. I mean, like I imagine it. It's like that. Like the fact that I, I think she had mentioned. Oh, little baby had asked for her number or something, and he wanted to work with her or something. She gave him blueface number. What? Mm-hmm. Like, why would you? You're fucking up your bag. Like, you're little because mm-hmm. this reality TV shit is not going to last. Like, you gotta learn how to be marketable. Like, even if it's not for music, bitch, just get into these fucking parties. Get into like, you know, the industry. Like, if that's the world that you want to be in, but it has to be outside of Blueface. Like, your world can't just revolve around Blueface. Shit, you got the nigga name and face tatted on you like seven times. Like, bro. It, uh. I mean. <laughs> Okay, listen to our, our pimping episode. I think it's called like um, order number 304. Yes. And yes, yeah, you're absolutely correct. This is what pimping looks like, right? 
I am not an expertise on pimping and prostitution, but I have grown up around it. And I will say that that is my credentials. That is enough more than a lot of people have, right? To be able to be like, I know prostitutes. I've seen prostitutes. I know pimps. I've seen pimps like in operation. Krishan is the perfect candidate for a pimp. When we think about coming from a broken home, in a broken space with no confidence, no security of self. She didn't have the basic needs met, right? The house, the home, the food, the clothing, the water, the basic necessities. She will always accredit Blueface to saving her life. She always says that he saved my life. She has signed over all her work and her money to this man. He is collecting her bag off of her. That's a contract that he that she signed with him the branding the tatted face all of this he owns her right this is a standard pimping relationship that i'm looking at like i'm looking at it in a textbook way and i absolutely see her being prostituted out she may not be actually having sex with other men obviously right but the way that he's going about managing her is giving well what do they say pimp say i'm not her pimp i'm her manager i'm her manager that's mm-hmm. how they speak so this nigga, this nigga Blue is from Los Angeles, California. I'm sure this nigga been up and down Figueroa a hundred times. I'm sure he's been told the game from a couple old heads. I'm sure he's witnessed women who got swooped up into the game, right? And he knows what he's doing. Blueface is not, that's a nigga, okay? That man oh, has been in the streets enough to know how pimping works. And a lot of the times, pimps look like that nigga. And when I say, think about Sharp from, um, what's that, uh, No Jumper podcast? Right? Are you familiar? I'm not with Sharp? familiar with that one. Mm-mm. Um, he's the one that where her where they went really viral, where she was like trying to fight Blue. She got oh out. okay yeah okay yep Damn. Sharp before he was a podcast host, he was a pimp. Mm. He's a big pimp. He was a huge pimp, and they all have that same psychology. You could kind of tell a pimp by the way that they talk and they speak. For example, Blueface is always like my bitch. My bitch shouldn't be. My bitch shouldn't. Uh, my bitch. My girl. My ownership. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to get into the fucking pimp shit because I could talk about this for a long time. But ladies, if you're not equipped to the game, you're a part of it. You feel me? Like you have to really be on your toes when it comes to these niggas because right. they are coming equipped with old ass knowledge and tactics. Sorry to say that Krishan is being pimped out. I'm I'm straight out. Yeah. yeah. Straight out. And, I, and it's not to say that like, you know, let's say she get away from blue and then get up under somebody else or like now, you know, the niggas in the industry feel like she's more available or more approachable. You know, like I feel like you just got to be on high alert with anything. You need somebody that's really in your corner that want to see that wants to see you doing well. And I honestly don't feel like that's what Blueface wants. I feel like mm-hmm. he wants her to do as well as like he can control if that makes sense. It's like Right. Do good, but not better than me. And even if mm-hmm. you are doing better than me, I'm going to take credit for it. So. Yeah, because you're my, I'm your manager. You're my creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can delete you. I can delete you. You know, shit like that. So. Man and his ego can't handle it. For anyway, sure. That was my T over T. What? Because that was your T over T too. What's your second yeah. T over T? <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to know if you saw this fucking drama with. Tommy Lee and her saying fuck Chris Brown, fuck his mama, fuck his fuck his baby, fuck all that. And I was like, girl. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I laughed. Another I one. laughed. I laughed. I laughed at the video. I did. But Another it is kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy how she just go from like zero to one hundred that fast. Like, like, you know what I mean? She had even admitted, like, look, I know how I am about my kids. Like, I don't want nobody in their face. 
So why are you going to get mad at this girl? Because you know who Chris Brown is. You know that he's a high profile celebrity. Why the fuck would you even think it'd be okay for you to step into someone else's room to go mm -hmm. look at their child? Like that should have already been off limits. If you know how you are about your kid, why would you even do that? But girl, they okay, they're out. Catch me up on what's going on with her. Cause I've been trying. I feel like the drama was so deep by the time I got to it. I was like, I don't know what's happening here. Cause I had saw that she's been in the blogs. I saw about the yeah. stalker, right? She and <laughs> oh yeah, that was weird. How is he a stalker? But then you invited him into your house, right? That I didn't like that. It was That's giving it sense. was giving taking advantage of somebody with a mental health yeah, disability. You're like I'm gonna make fun of you and like how does yeah I didn't like that right because when she said the moment she said the little arm she was like you, you don't get a disability check well your arm do that little thing oh I, I, think I gotta walk that. away. I gotta walk. I didn't even see all that. Tommy is just—you would not take me to hell with you, ma'am. <laughs> I, you got a first-class ticket to hell. Okay, seventh level. I don't want to go with you. I don't. I don't want to go, go with you. With you. <laughs> That's why I can't really I, listen. I'm not lying. I told you I laughed when she said "fuck him, fuck the baby." I said that shit kind of funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, I laughed, but when you think about it, it's like, damn, bitch, fuck the baby. And she said, and fuck his daddy too. <laughs> I was like. Why are you so mad? Why are you so mad? Because someone slammed so the door in your face. But basically, her and the baddies are out in London, I believe, or specific. I don't know if it's specifically London, but they are they in the UK. They're promoting everywhere their fight. They go. That part. But they're promoting their fight. They're um, actually fighting tonight, her and Natalie Nunn. So they were at. And club, I hope she gets you know, chin checked. Like, and I mean that. Okay. I hope that Natalie Nunn's chin is finally popped too. back into placement because I'm sick of her ass. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. you want Natalie Nunn to get chin checked? Yes. <laughs> I got old beef with Natalie Nunn. I got old beef back from Listen. I run LA days. I'm oh sick of that God. bitch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See, y'all got me wrapped, roped into this drama. I am sick of her yeah. ass. I'm yeah. so sick. I've been like sick of Natalie forever. I just never watched her real world episode. Like I saw a few episodes, but I didn't watch the whole season. Like I remember she was you on that I run LA shit. And I was just like, all right, girl, but like the chin. So the chin. And I think what, she got what, famous off of saying like, oh, and I fuck Chris Brown and all that. Right. Like, wasn't she like boasting about that? I have no, I don't feel I don't like know. she that was. woman I makes my like skin itch. Was. So you want her to get chin checked. <laughs> I totally, I want that chin to be put in its place. Okay. I, <laughs> I do. See, now I'm, now I'm buying my own first class ticket to hell. Let me back out of here. Hold on. Anyway, <laughs> recentering yep. myself. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So I, I looked it up. They had an encounter in 20, 2009. So yeah, she would always talk about like, oh yeah, I fuck Chris Brown and da, 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 da. Like, all right, well, hey. Who has just on Chris Brown? That part. I'm just like, that man is a certified freak every day of the week. So he gonna sleep with someone. I just, I personally couldn't deal with the mega celebrity like that because I know the body count is crazy. And you've been in the game since you was 15. 15. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's wild to me. Like, I, I, I can't. But whatever. Either way, they're out there promoting their fight that's happening today. Um, and then... Tommy went crazy. She tried to go and see the baby. They were backstage. I think Chris Brown had like had got them a section or something and got them backstage. So they were backstage and she saw that his baby was there, you know, because he was at the concert. And when she tried to go into the room, she's like, oh, it's a baby. Da, da, da. The mom, the mother of his child slammed the door in her face. And, and then she, she was getting 
And then she started going off saying, you know, like, oh, fuck Chris Brown. I guess there was another uh, hairstylist there. I think his name is Jonathan. He was getting into uh, into some getting it. I don't know what I'm saying right now. (laughs) He was he was arguing with someone. He was arguing with someone as well, same time as her. So it was just a whole bunch of drama that they were causing. So she got on live to defend herself and actually, you know, fucked herself over because after she went on this rant saying, fuck everybody, fuck the baby, fuck this. And, you know, Natalie and the rest <laughs> of the baddies were so embarrassed that they also put out a statement. Um, Tommy ended up getting her page deleted. So I don't know. Part of me is like, okay, maybe this is just, you know, for the, industry for the promo, mm-hmm. it's promo, you know, for sure. Because they're like, oh, they really mad at each other. And then, um, I guess Tommy had like, you sucker punched Natalie. So like, I think that really I saw would, that. Like, yeah. That's kind of like what really started off. So they're upset. They're supposed to be supposed to fight today. I low key want to see it, but I me don't too. feel like paying $30 for it because it, it's not that mm-hmm. deep. I'll catch the highlights online. Yeah, but, yeah sure. will. But all that to say, like, damn, girl, like, what what Chris Brown and his baby got to do with it? You should have just said, like, fuck his mama. Like, how dare you slam the door in my face, even though I was trying to sneak and see your child. It's giving me, like, I'm going to say anything to get this promo. Like, I know that yeah. the babies are so innocent. And then for her to be like, I got kids, too. Like, again, I feel like this is reminding me of high school. Both of these conversations damn. we had. DDG in that situation and this it's giving like adults who never really grew the fuck up mm-hmm. and who are just highlighted on camera like i feel like at sometimes i'm like damn bitch i'm 30 aren't y'all tired of this type of shit right like but if this is how you're sustaining your life i understand that you know you have to be kind of frozen in time and it's kind of like mm-hmm. we're at a space now where your fans have grown past you like that's crazy to me. Yeah. Like, you guys are older than us, and we have to have grown past you. And we look back at this shit and be like, okay, this is some high school shit. Like, we really right. got to watch y'all act a fool because right. you guys need this check. Like, this money has stopped y'all growth. Y'all are now stagnant because there's no way my 30-year-old ass should be looking at your 40-plus-year-old ass. Like, girl, aren't on, you fucking exhausted? On, <laughs> on a baddies fucking... Baddies for what? Like, what? why are we still doing what are y'all? You need to be getting some good, supportive shoes for your heels. Right. Okay. <laughs> you need to be having a balanced diet. Right. You need to be down. loved by a man. You need to be, you almost a damn grandma at this point, I Never. feel like. like uh, let's talk about the grandma, Bernice. Okay. She looked good as fuck. Bernice looked good. She looked good. But if you would have went back 100 years ago and said, hey, this is somebody's grandma, you would be like, ain't no motherfucking way. Like, they have really been frozen in time, I feel like. And it's like, what? Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't, mm-hmm. my brain is like, I'm shocked, I'm blown away right now. Because I'm like, we don't talk about the effects of like what love and hip hop really did to our generation. But the oh. generation that watched, that was like, ooh, love and hip hop, I'm all in the tea. These niggas are like seven, eight years older than us. Have grown past y'all, and y'all are still doing the same shit. That's I mean, thing. that's the only way they get in their money. A lot of them, a lot of them, I like, for one, Tommy was never on Bad Girls Club. I don't even know how they like pick their people. They just want the most I think Tommy was on drama. Love and Hip Hop. She Love was on she Love was and Hip Hop. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I don't know if those other girls were on reality TV. I, I don't know. I don't know if they have like a social media following. I don't know like how they pick their people. I know they hold auditions. So it's like they're picking out people that are going to be drama. They're going to, obviously. The, what is the curvy girl's name? Um, Rolly? 
Rolly, because I feel like Rolly, I was friends with somebody on Bumble, and they would have me watch um, the chances, real chance of love. Like she was on that. I feel like that's where they got her from. I feel like I remember her on a show. One of them did look familiar. I don't think it's Roll. I think Rolly's like the heavier set plus size. um, Right. She was on something before. Now I need to Mm. Google it. I'm listening. I'm so sorry. I would. I would look that. I'm not sure. Like I said, I don't really. Tune in to the show. I catch the highlights on uh, social media on little platforms. But okay, yeah, she was on One More Chance, which was at Zeus. Really? Um, yeah, I remember her from that. Mm-hmm. Now okay, I did ahead. watch. I did watch Real Chance of Love. I didn't. Maybe it was season two. <laughs> okay. Um. So wait, One More <laughs> Chance like, okay. was like the new the new show, right? With Chance, like not the his brother. New, yeah, new oh, on Zeus. It was on okay. Chance because you know Real had passed away. Yeah. Um, Okay, I'm gonna let you know right now. Black Girl Magic Brute six dollars is working. <laughs> I don't know if you gotta be on a diet of like no food in your stomach, but woo, I am working through this. I have never been drunk on the show. I have always kept it professional. I am not liable for what comes out of my mouth for the rest of this episode because I'm still drinking. Uh, <laughs> still drinking. It is nine forty seven a.m. on a Saturday morning, and I am gotta go. I feel like I'm at a, a brunch. I feel like I'm at it. It's fine. This is what the show is about. We're just here drinking and talking <laughs> about what the fuck we done seen in the world and w- what's affecting our lives. And this shit is affecting my life because this shit is too much. Like, like you said, we grew <laughs> past this. We grew up with motherfucking all these damn reality TV shows. And we didn't think it was going to be like this. But like some of these people, this is the only check that they're getting. So they have the to play check? the part. The this end. is a slave deal at this point. No, for real. Because it's like, how do you go? Like, ha- has anyone that was in reality TV, like, you know, elevated from this? Like, maybe April Jones, like, after she Cardi had, like, B. A- which Cardi B. Cardi B. But, but, hold that thought. Put a pin in Cardi B. Let's talk about her after this. Okay. <laughs> after what? <laughs> after this conversation. After this conversation. I thought you were going to say something else. No, no. no. <laughs> After but this, no, I have something to say about that. Okay, so, I, but I mean, that's just it. It's just like a lot of these people, like they don't have any other opportunities. They're not really, their music isn't really selling or they're not making any music or they were just the girlfriend of someone and they didn't know how to market themselves. It's like, I I feel like a lot of the newer girls that are like, you know, Instagram famous, like uh, what's that girl, Ari and all them, they avoided all of that. They avoided the ra- reality TV situation unless it was like beneficial to them in some way and i was like that's what y'all should have did because once you get wrapped into that reality tv it's like that's it who's gonna want to work with you after that like who's gonna really Mm -hmm. take you serious unless you have some sort of niche you know so that's that's really all i wanted to say what'd you guys say about cardi b okay so yes cardi b it was the only person that's really skyrocketed out of this love and hip-hop shit to the point where it was like a-list celebrity because let's be real yeah. tommy and ali none they see listy list okay they are not a-list celebrity they're not household names they are household names in the black community if you into the shit um mm-hmm. i'm getting into the ass i'm sorry but cardi b <laughs> is under fire for me right now because why there's a nigga there's a nigga going around and y'all might hate me for saying this but i cannot him i want to say his name is chicken boy chicken boy oh, is that, come on come on now and that want to be dude, dancing and he like no, that's dancing buff. dancing gorilla is one dancing that's bu- his name 
dancing That's his gorilla. Name. Yes, sit with that for a second on Black, Black History Month. This man's name is Dancing Gorilla, and the other one I want to say his name is like Chicken Boy, and he goes to like these restaurants and he does this like coon tastic shit over like mac and cheese and fried chicken and it's just so disturbing like when i see it i want to almost vomit a little bit because i'm just like you're really getting this barrel of laugh barrel of laughter check okay and you guys know the barrel of laughs where that came from why black people run away when they laugh and it's because they would really be shot down for enjoyment so they would have to laugh in a fucking barrel to cover the sounds of their laughter right so when i say that i'm talking about coon shit this motherfucker is over here making a check off of really trying to exploit the worst parts of our culture and i don't i don't even connect with this shit because no. i don't give a fuck everybody love fried chicken all right and i don't ever we ain't in there shucking and driving when we get a fucking chicken. piece of fried chicken nobody is shucking over a piece of i may shuck Jive over some Creole food, but that's in the privacy of my own home. You are never gonna check me chucking and jiving over a bucket of chicken from Popeyes. I am sorry to tell you that you will never see that out of me, okay? And I feel like people who exploit these type of stereotypes in our community for a check, there's a certain place in hell for you Mm -hmm. because you know exactly what you're doing, and you're like, I'm selling people think selling your soul is conjuring up the devil and sitting with him and saying hey devil i I will give you my soul if you (laughs) you know exchange these luxurious things Mm -hmm. no you Mm -hmm. know what selling your soul looks like going against your moral compass going against everything that you know is wrong once you do that i'm telling you right now you sold your soul to the devil okay he does not have to show up in your home and sit down with you with a paper contract with blood no once you go against your moral construct as a person as a human doing things like this for a check or for some type of recognition that is selling your soul to the devil and i think people miss that concept like you out there selling drugs on the street corner back to your people selling your soul to the devil right like you have to really think about what your contract looks like and stop trying to be like oh these celebrities and so they sold because they in front of a camera niggas sell they sell every fucking day every so look at the contracts you have but yes this motherfucker these two motherfuckers out here chucking and jiving and cardi talking about Oh, you know, um, they out here just being corny and funny and cheesy for a check. No, bitch, because you've been shucking and driving. Let's really fucking talk about it. And on top of that, you don't really claim the black community like that. You get all the benefits of doing all this shit and not being black. Do you know what I mean? Like that shit bothers my spirit. So who are you to dictate what we deem as inappropriate behavior from the black community? I mean, that's just my opinion. Talk to me on it. What do you think? I don't think you're wrong. Um... Like, I mean, I've always been a Cardi B fan, but like more so like on the guys that she's talking about, I get bad secondhand embarrassment. I It's it's really bad for me. And I feel like when you do these things, granted, like you are your own individual person, you still speak for our community. And the fact that you over here dancing for chicken or your big ass is called black or I don't even dancing know. Dancing gorilla. Dancing gorilla. Like. Out of all the names that you could have selected, like, why did you decide on that one? Like, it's just like, you have to understand, like, you have a responsibility as a black person. Like, you do. Like, that's just what it is. That's just the way the world is right now. You have a responsibility to hold us to the highest standard every time that you're out. And if you're making money, you got millions of viewers like, ah, 
<laughs> dance monkey dance like mm-hmm. like they're gonna look at us and be like y'all do the same thing like can we get you to dance and do all that like mm-hmm. nobody no <laughs> this, i don't want to see that shit Why? it just it's not entertaining it's not funny it's corny as fuck and it's like oh my god i i feel like a part of me gets what she was saying like you know let these people have fun and it's like it's not even about just having fun it's you know what you're doing like this can't just be fun for you at this point it's like now you're just doing this for a check so, yep. like you said, it's like, you sold your yes, soul. you you sold your soul. Like, now it's like, it's not even, it's probably was funny, like, the first couple times to you. But, like, when you got to look in the mirror, like, oh, okay, I got to go to this restaurant and start acting a fucking fool. It's a chore now. It's a chore <laughs> for a check. Like, that's. You said I got to go to this restaurant and start acting a fool. Like, you got to schedule that in on your calendar. You got to schedule that in. At Popeye's at five o'clock. <laughs> You like, got to call the restaurant and be like, hey, can I come in there and act a fool? Come no, on for now. real. And I'm just like, what is that conversation? <laughs> and then you just look at the people in the background like, what the fuck is this nigga doing? Sit down. It's Sit embarrassing. Down. It's so embarrassing. It's and embarrassing. They, and they, they don't know the history. And tell me that that doesn't exist because I was at a bar a couple weeks ago. And this white lesbian, no shade to the lesbian community whatsoever, but like this white lesbian comes up to me and she's drunk as shit already. I'm at the bar ordering my drinks and she's like, hey, hey, what are you doing in my bar? And she like, she was belligerently drunk and she was trying to make a joke. Like, I'm a local here. I've never seen you before. What are you doing in my bar? And then I kind of looked at her and she kind of like was like, oh, me being white and you being black is inappropriate for me to ask this question. Like, I saw her go through this whole, like, phase, right? <laughs> she had to think like, about it, like, I probably should have like, said wait. that. And she's like, I, I just want to say I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't mean it that way, blah, blah, blah. Like, she was like, that's not what I was talking about. Like, you know, like, and she was just so on her toes about, like, I was just making a joke and I didn't realize that it was offensive until later on. I was like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Because I genuinely felt that she wasn't being rude. So then she's like, can I give you a hug? And I'm like, absolutely. So she hugs me. She's like, oh my God, you smell so good. And I was like, thank you so much. Like, this is the best compliment you you can ever give a person. But then she goes, I think it's your hair. Can I smell your hair? Can I smell your hair? And I said, oh shit, here we fucking go. You're trying to, you went from possibly not being racist to probably being full on like ignorant about black community and culture you wanted to touch my hair she wanted a moment she wanted a reason to be like you have locks i've never touched locks they look crazy can i get get in those locks by any means necessary god damn. and i was like i think it's i was like i think it's my sweater i just took it out the dryer and she's like i'm just really big on scents and like you just smell so good can i smell your hair can I smell she didn't give a fuck about what i was talking about you know what i mean so yes these type of people her would subscribe to a dancing gorilla or a chicken boy. You know what I mean? Because it kind of filters out what her thought process could be about her experience with black people. Right. And you said it right. Like, oh, maybe she thought this whole time her family is probably told her no shade not to be racist, but black people smell, black people this, black people that. Oh, you smell so good. It has to be that weird hairstyle that you have because it's so Mm -hmm. foreign to me when it's really just um, arm and hammer detergent, babe. That's all. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> it's some bounce sheets, baby. Right. <laughs> I use. <laughs> okay, because you be smelling like bounce that ass. I be smelling like bounce. Okay. Thank no. you. <laughs> Thank you. Not bounce that ass. <laughs> Ooh, Not bounce that ass. Oh, this Where is my baby. podcast. I'm about to say I'm about to get canceled. This is my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to go back to Cardi B because, like, I I, I want to validate you and how you're feeling because I do feel like you know Cardi B 
coming from a Spanish background and also a Caribbean background, you know, she relates more. I want to say she relates more, but she can cater more to her Latino side. Mm-hmm. And you being a lighter skinned woman, even a lighter Latino, it's like you you can't speak for people who are darker skinned. And this fucking dancing gorilla dude is a dark skinned man. And when people talk about black people, I'm sorry, they're not talking about lighter skinned black people. They're talking about the darker skinned black people. That's what they see. Mm-hmm. If you tell a white person, imagine a, a, a black person right now, they're not going to draw out a light skinned person. They're going to draw out mm-hmm. a fucking chocolate brown skinned mm-hmm. person. So, like, don't speak on our experiences. Uh, I'm Speaking sorry, of which, I'm so glad you touched on that because there's a new movie that Netflix just dropped and I want to get in the ass about this shit. It's called The Strays. Have you heard of this I have movie? not. I haven't heard of it. It dropped on the 22nd on Wednesday and I was looking forward to it because it reminded me of like the promos was like get out kind of vibes. Um, you know, like that. Maybe I saw a that, trailer for it. I think I added it I'm to sure my list. I'm sure you have. I, I added it to my are, list. I did. Fuck that motherfucking movie. I had to give that oh. one star on Letterboxd because what they tried <laughs> to do I did. I, I'm you a real movie head, bitch. I went over there and I left a review. <laughs> uh, every single y'all need to follow me on Letterbox. It's Brina Cheddar on Letterbox. On Letterbox, you could keep up with what, I, what I'm watching because I watch about three, four movies a day. But um, yeah, I went to Letterbox and I said one star review because what they were trying to do was I hate movies that bring up race and they try to depict the darker skinned individuals as the antagonist characters. I cannot stand that shit because I feel like it feeds into a narrative of dark skinned people are evil. Dark skinned people, lighter is better. I'm not buying this conversation anymore. It's whack as fuck to me. And if you're still making movies in 2023 with that type of mentality and it's about race, the movie was about race on top of that. So you were intentional with your process. You were intentional with everything. And I'm sick of the fucking, I'm sick of the programming. Because some of the most beautiful people I've ever met in my life are the darkest people. Some of the, I know a model. She's actually the darkest woman I ever met in my life and the most motherfucking beautiful. She's going to check off her fucking beauty. Highlight Mm -hmm. that shit. Why are you showing me over and over and over again how bad dark people are? I'm sick of the, I'm sick of it. I am so sick of that. How they just can't get over it. That's where my, I don't know if you saw the animated series, the Wydell and Window series, or not series. No, I have not watched it yet. Girl, it's the same thing. It's like, yeah, she's, you know, comes from a troubled past, but like all they saw her as is like this mean, she distant, don't want to get close to anybody, hates everybody. And then it's like this whole like racism thing. I was just like, oh my God, like. Sick of that shit. And this is supposed to be a children's film. Like, Mm -hmm. in the way that they just, you know, how she was portrayed, I was just like, stop. Like, I I get it. You could touch on race without making, like, a whole fucking race relation movie. I'm sorry. That's just how I feel. Like, it's just, it was just too much. It was too much for me as an adult. Mm -hmm. As a black adult at that. But, yeah, I don't know. It's the thing. I I have that movie in my fucking um, list. So, you're telling me not to watch it. Don't waste my time. I would say, I mean, if you want to watch it as torture porn for being a, a oh, brown Lord, skin not, woman. Not torture porn. <laughs> <laughs> not <Yeah>. that. <laughs> yes, I would say watch it. But I mean, whoa, hold up now. Hold up now. We ain't even started the motherfucking show. Y'all, that was just. <laughs> not. I just looked at the time like, hmm, it was like, it's going to be a two hour episode. For mm-hmm. show, okay? Holy motherfucking shit, y'all. We are sorry. Matter of fact, this, this is, is what happens when this we take our time apart, okay? Yes. Because, like, yes. we have 
There's just so much been in the news. There's just so much shit that we have not been able yes. to catch up on. This fucking tea and is bitch, I've just seen you in real life a couple days ago. You did. But you I did. feel like we didn't catch up on things. Like, we couldn't. It was too much going on tonight. First of all, we had a fucking phenomenal time. Like, I didn't even meet y'all for the first half, but the second half, and I was, I was riding in the rain. You know, bitch, I barely drive. I barely know how to drive. So I was riding in the rain to hang out with you bitches. I was like, oh, okay, we about to have a good time. And it did. We it did. ended up being a really great time. Yeah. We had a good time. And guess we what? Had, what? What happened? Someone paid for our drinks. Ooh. How about Ooh, that? They sure did. And I was how like, I know this. I see him. I was like, he going to pay for our drinks. I know mm-hmm. it. And if he's listening to this right now, hopefully, we about to play chess. I found a chess master out there who's getting paid to play chess, y'all. Hell yeah. This has been something I've been manifesting since 2021. I had to send Shay and Aaron a screenshot of my manifestation journal, and it said, learn to play chess. I know that some of y'all bitches are probably like, why is that on your manifestation journal? Girl, you have nothing <laughs> else to manifest. That's Let me tell want. you why. That's what I want. I feel like chess is it's a way of life. Okay, mm-hmm. hear me out with this. It's not just a game. I feel like when you play chess, people always say, I play chess, not checkers. When you play chess, it it trains your brain to think critically in all situations, in all forms. I feel like chess is an intelligent man's game because it challenges you to think about the opponent, right? And also how to utilize your resources, okay? I am right. a master alchemist. Y'all know that I've been studying all kinds of shit. My hands are all over the place. And I feel like chess is just one of those things that will help enhance my studies. So don't judge me. Yes, it's nerdy as fuck, but I'm trying to learn how to play chess. So I found me a That's chess okay. mentor. I don't feel like it's nerdy at all. I, I actually agree with you. Like, it is one of those games that you know, like you said, you have to think about the opponent's next move. And then you got to think about like all of your possible moves. Like, well, if I do this, they're going to do that. Or if they mm-hmm. do this, I can do that. You know? So I think mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's really a learn, a, a phenomenal skill. So, you know, when you get there, I will be rooting for you. I'm not saying I'm going to join in, but I'll be on the sidelines <laughs> watching you at your chess competitions and stuff. But you know, so I, I think this is great. You wanted that. Like you said, you manifested that. That was something on your on your board, what, 2021, I think you said? 2021, And then what? Yeah. Just being your authentic self, being nice, sparking up a conversation with a stranger. This nigga done told you he is chess master and wants to get yes. with you. Come on. He wants Come on. I was. He was just kept saying, he was like, I love my job so much. And like, I put so much time and effort into my job. And I'm thinking, okay, he must run like some type of company. He must be an engineer. And I was like, what do you do for work? And he was like, I play chess. And I said, shut the fuck up. I said, shut the fuck up right now. He was like, no, I'm very serious. And I said, and he's a black man. So I'm like, do you know how important that is for our community to have people who are willing to do this in a way that's like, I'm opening a door. I mean, me and him had some good conversations. I meet the best people at the bar sometimes. And I was like, I knew you had, I knew you had a good conversation because this bitch pulled out her cards, her deck. We turned around, we're like, Brie got the deck out? What's going on? What's happening? (laughs) Yes, I gave him his oracle reading. And he said, if you continue to read me, I will give you chess lessons for free. I said, don't play with me. So, yes, we are setting it up. I texted him yesterday. And let me just say this, too. That's the beauty of having a relationship where I feel like I have the capability to be like, oh, this is a man. But my man is not going to care if I invite this man into my energy, into my space, because 
I'm allowed. We've talked about that too. I was like, it's so dope being allowed to have outside friendships that are not just female. Like I don't, I don't think about it. I, that, there was not a second that went by in my head where I was like, Sadell would think that this was inappropriate, you know? And I came home and I immediately told him, Hey, this guy wants to teach me how to play chess and you know, fuck it. We're going to do it. And I just feel like I had this conversation with him and yeah, I was like under two drinks, but I was like, there was something so freeing about having a relationship as a black woman with another person of color, another black man that is not like anything I've ever grown up, grown up with. Like I set my own rules in my relationship. He sets his own rules in his relationship with me. And I feel like I am fucking living my I am free as a bird. Now, if that man want to come over here and act a fool, security, get this man out of here. You know, <laughs> we'll chalk it. We'll charge it to the game. Right. But right. I genuinely feel like the fact that I can go out into the world and live my life and experience people, man or woman, fully yeah. is so fucking dope to me. And it's a beautiful if I, thing. You, you get it. You get it. You get it. Girl, I get, you it. get it. Like, not having someone, like, down your neck about, like, oh, you not you not supposed to do this or you not al- allowed. Nigga, what? what? Allowed? <laughs> Shit. Get out of here. Like, it's, it's here. freeing. Get- it's freeing to have that. And it's, like, it's freeing because you know that you have respect for your partner and your partner has respect for you. I feel like when you want to control and you, like, try to put your foot down about certain shit, it's, like, why are you acting so insecure? Like mm-hmm. you, you need to relax, especially if like, I've never disrespected you. Like everything mm-hmm. is platonic. It's like, you have literally nothing to worry about. It's just your fucking ego. That's getting mm-hmm. in the way. That's really mm-hmm. all it is. I don't want another man. Why? You're not the only man that knows things. You Do you know how to play chess nigga? Oh, you don't? Okay. Well, guess what? I'm going to go over to this I need man. To find the chess master. Exactly. Okay. And I found I wrote one. It down two years ago. I had the proof. I had the visual aid. It said, learn to play chess. I don't care. It didn't say learn to play chess by a woman. I just want to learn to play chess. That's what I was about to say. It's like, (laughs) oh, I'm sorry. You're not a woman. I've been looking. You know, I've asked. Come on, source. Bring me me a chess master. And I'm like, ah, this is not the one he brought for me because guess what? You're not a woman. Fuck all that. What? What? Free chess lessons? Free. Free at that. Come on. It's free. Shay, I'm trying to manifest my 40-year-old self. I want a home with a garden and a library and a study. I want to be able to play fucking phenomenal black jazz. And I want to drink bomb-ass wine and play fucking chess with myself if I have to. How the fuck am I going to get to that place if I'm turning down chess masters who are making a live? This man is not like I'm a moonlighter of chess playing and I'm a doctor by trade. This man's life, and he bought us drinks from his life. Okay, his life. he bought us drinks from his. Not life. just you, not just me, us, uh, us. the whole oh, group, total three. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe even five. I'm, I'm sure that he bought more drinks than that that night. Oh hell yeah! And we what? saw, we saw him at the podcast. That's where we met him at. He had went to the bar about five times to buy drinks for him and his woman. So. I paid twenty six dollars for me and Aaron to have one drink. So if you up in there five times, that's I'm not trying to be in your pockets, but you already at least one hundred and fifty deep. Mm-hmm. Then you go to a fucking expensive ass rooftop restaurant that you recommended, that part. and bought us all drinks. Not a and fucking great recommendation at that. Not, yeah, I would say not a whale drink. He bought us a cocktail then, signature. Thank you, a specialty. Thank you, thank you, thank Come you, on now. thank you. And you did this off of chess money. Hell yeah. I'm trying he, to play that chess. That part. That part. 
the fuck? I think he even he bought the other girl a drink too, even though he wasn't really fucking with her. I feel Mm -hmm. like he bought her ass a drink too. I'm sure he bought her ass. That chess money is coming in. That shit's not. That shit's no joke. If you guys ever watched The Queen's Gambit on Netflix, that's what really changed my perspective about chess. That shit opened my eyes. But enough about my nerdy hobbies. Um. We're getting into the show, and this episode is all about our one-year anniversary, and we have questions to ask each other about that one-year anniversary. So, Shay, I'll ask my first question to you, if you don't mind. I don't mind. Okay, Shay, so my first question about this anniversary episode is, in what ways has this podcast changed your life over the last year? I love that question. Um, I will say that... I would say for the not so positive side, um, I dealt with a lot of imposter syndrome because, you know, like when we're just having regular conversation, it, you know, it's not a lot of pressure, but when you know this shit about to be recorded and then could be played and over and over again for millions of people to judge you, like you got to get in your head a little bit. And I've been in my fucking head, but I think, um, I've also found my voice. I Mm. feel like I've, I started to gain more confidence in doing this and just one shooting the shit with you. And then also just talking about topics that we never really, I guess, touched on as just friends in normal conversation. I feel like it pushed us to do research. It pushed us to, you know, test the boundaries a little bit. And yeah, I'll say that in that way, that's how it changed me. And then also just putting yourself out there and, just getting the feedback from it too was also very rewarding, you know, like, Oh, y'all want to hear from me. You like what I got to say? What? <laughs> right. You know, like having that, like not, not, not necessarily like fans, but people who really support you and be like, Oh, I listen to your podcast all the time. Even people that I didn't even like realize were listening. Like some of my guy friends that I'm just like, you listening to this? Like what? <laughs> Like you of all people. And it's like, okay. And then like them fucking with it. So I feel like um, in those ways, it it has taught me a lot about myself and it has forced me to do something that I probably wouldn't have been so open to doing by myself. And like, so having that little nudge and like having someone believe in you, like keeps you going. What about you? I mean, I definitely agree, obviously with everything that you said, like definitely the confidence aspect, like, Mm -hmm. I started this podcast before I went through my process of having the first time I did psychedelics and to see like how I sound then versus how I sound now today blows my mind. Like there was just so much confidence in my voice. Like I felt like I had a throat chakra blockage. I mentioned that before and that was gone. Like I can't really feel bad for like me speaking my truth, you know? As long as it's not doing harm to other people, I'm going to speak my truth. And this podcast has showed me, like, it is safe to be authentically you. Like, who gives a fuck? You know, someone's going to fuck with your shit. Someone's going to appreciate what you're bringing to the table. And the biggest insecurity I had was, like, you know, me being a spiritualist and, like, are people going to receive, are people going to receive that correctly? And some people come up to me all the time. They're like, thank you so much for bringing that to light. Like, I Mm -hmm. needed to see that someone else is thinking like me, asking questions like me, like feeling like me. And I have been so, I have never been this comfortable in my life 
to be oh, myself. I love to hear that. You know, I love to hear that. I feel good. Yeah. I feel good. So yeah, this this has changed my life in a, a way where I've learned that me being authentically me, there can be no wrong done in that. Mm, I love that. I mm-hmm. love that. What's your question? A little snap, okay? <laughs> so with that being said, since we're kind of like on this wave, I'm going to say, I'm going to ask, you know, what backlash, if any, did you face due to speaking your truth um, through an episode? Ooh. Um, I haven't necessarily received backlash. I have had people come up to me and be like, I didn't know that that's how you felt about mm-hmm. that situation. And I'm sorry. I have oh. received a tremendous amount of apologies. Like, a tremendous amount. I have, I'm going to be honest with you, I have not received one single ounce of backlash um, that I know of. I'm sure somebody be listening to this podcast, Punching Air, and that ain't my motherfucking <laughs> business. But you know what? Like, if you ever come to me with that and was like, hey, I feel a certain type of way, depending on the subject and who it is, I'll be like, let's have a chat about it. But yeah. everyone that I have interacted with that I felt like I've told a truth about and they knew it was about them has been like, I didn't know you felt that way. I didn't see it from that side. I'm sorry about it. Like I have That's not received cool. any backlash. Yeah. What about mm, you? I can't say the same. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot say the same. I feel like anyone that felt I was talking about them, there have been times where like, I wasn't even talking about people, but they thought I was. Mm-hmm. And they were really upset. And I had to find out from like other sources and not them directly. And I'm like, whoa, I wasn't even mentioned. I wasn't even thinking about you when I said right, this. Right, when I said and, that. Um, but it hit down on holler, baby. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's like, I feel like even in those moments, I was like, well, I don't take back what I said. I don't take back because that's how I felt in the moment. So like that was a wake up call for me too, because I'm like, shit, I said it. Yeah, I did say this. And this mm-hmm. is how I felt. And if you didn't know I felt that way, then- now you that's know. really now you know, but that's also on you for not being attentive because I feel like when I have an issue, maybe I don't come out right away, but I'm gonna always pull you aside and be like, I don't like this, or I'm not happy with how you handle this, or whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. But um, I received a um pretty good amount of people saying like I didn't know how you felt, and you know, trying to justify the things that they did, or I didn't know how you felt, and. I felt like, you know, you should have talked to me one-on-one, not about, not on a podcast. I'm like, you know, like I, I didn't mention any names. I didn't mention any names. So, you know. Just to add on to that, I feel like that highlights just how much you were involved in like not sharing your truth to people and possibly people pleasing, right? Oh, that people were just so snatched from the left field mm-hmm. with you being like, I have a voice now. And not only do I have a voice, unfortunately for you, I got a motherfucking platform. So mm-hmm. you can't deny what I'm talking about. And you could have walked away and be like, whatever, that ain't got nothing to do with me. But the fact that you came to me and was like, you, 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 lets me know, hit dog on holler. And I feel like this ep- this whole podcast has been about nothing but being vulnerable and bearing truth. Oh, like absolutely. We don't ever come here with ill intention to be like, we ain't gonna call ourselves out. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna be, I told you that I was flirting with my old best friend's partner at one point you know what i mean like we are not without truth on this podcast and i feel like people see this as like people know nobody is like 
I know exactly what she's talking about. Exactly. Nobody's even thinking that. They're probably like, oh, I can relate to that because that happened in a a similar situation in my household or with my friends or with my family and stuff. Mm -hmm. But they're not fucking like, oh, you going to bring that bitch around that she was talking about in episode two? Like, (laughs) nobody's thinking that. Nobody. Like, and if they are, they ain't told me and that's their business. Let me think it. Like, but you're absolutely right. I, I was, I was doing a lot of people pleasing and I feel like, where I am right now, it's taken a lot of work. It's taken a lot of like, hey, I'm not, I'm going to be firm on my boundaries. And like, I'm not saying that I'm so solidified that ain't no one's, no one's going to break through my boundaries. I'm still working on that. But just having that voice to be like, hey, I can admit when I'm wrong. And I can admit that what I said was truthful. And Mm -hmm. if you, if you don't agree with that, then we can agree to disagree. But this is how I felt. And my feelings are valid. Your feelings are valid too, but like I'm not going to take back what I said and I'm not going to shut myself up because it makes you uncomfortable. Like, And that was my mm-hmm. biggest thing. Like, yeah, I said what I said and I'll probably say more because that's my truth and I'm, I'm going to stand on that. So Okay, mm. that's my truth. I mean, that's like, it's easy. Why don't you set up shop, get yourself a podcast or a platform that part? and be like, let me speak my truth. Because I feel like people don't care necessarily about the message coming from you. It's a message being heard by other people that That's they right. care. It's, it's the imagery. That's it's the, what it is. It's the imagery. It's, and it's really not it about you. It's about mm-hmm. the fact that people know that they did some shit. That's shady. It's not that, that people know. It's that they know that they did something shady. And mm-hmm. they think that everybody else is surrounding their life. Let me say this. Your world revolves around you. Okay, other people's worlds do not revolve around you. They revolve around them. So if you are centering yourself in the situations of other people's lives, you got some work to do. Because I'm telling you mm-hmm. right now, people walk out their house and they like, this is my show. What You are extra. Okay, right. no one is like, I'm tuning in to this episode for somebody else. Because it's about me. So check your own shit. Question. Oh, I love that. So, sorry, I'm, I don't know if it's the black girl magic, brute. I keep saying that. No, it's, it's a black girl magic brie. That's what it is. <laughs> Six forty nine at Target. Um, okay, so it says they don't think we sponsored. We are not sponsored by Black mm-hmm. Girl Magic. I literally. Just but if you would like to sponsor it. us, you can. I would. Come on, Hello. we are Black Girl Magic. Hello. Hello. Come on this now. Is black Girl Magic, right here. Only so my question: What is something you've learned about yourself by doing this podcast? I have the same question on here. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, so see, we be right here, right here, boom. boom, boom. Uh, <laughs> I um, I think. Well, I don't want to reiterate what I said because I definitely learned a lot about like those past situations. But I hmm, hmm. Let me think about that. What have I learned about myself? I learned that I had a lot of like underlying trauma i learned Ooh. that it was easier to to speak to you on this platform about things that i have experienced than it was to speak to people that i was close to or people that you know i actually see in day-to-day in my day-to-day world um and i don't know if it's just like you know i'm just comfortable talking to you and it's like it just so happens to be recorded but i learned that I still have a lot of healing to do. I've went, I've been through a lot and I still have, you know, a ways to go. I don't want to say a long way to go because I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there slowly, but, sh- but surely. So I think that's one of the main things that I learned about myself. Like this has been so healing, but it's also been 
a little bit hurtful as well, just to like listen oh. back to certain episodes and just be like, damn, like you were really hurting or I can hear you choking up or I can hear you fighting back tears. Like, and just, you know, not wanting to be like being vulnerable, but not wanting to be that vulnerable where I could just like break down and cry or something. So, yeah, I feel like I'd be sounding like a crybaby on this on this podcast. So I'd be trying to like, no, I feel like you one. I feel like you provide the emotional balance, the emotional <laughs> balance that we need because y'all I cry, but I cry in private and I hate that about myself. I wish I fucking pray one day that God is like strike these tears down right now like I want to be more vulnerable and I feel like I admire that you are able to share your truth so freely I feel like there's strength in sharing emotions and there's Mm -hmm. strength in someone being able to be like this hurt me so deeply I'm gonna cry right now I feel like it's manipulation on my end when I'm like (laughs) I want to cry so bad but I refuse to let you see me cry. I'm going to go home or I'm going to go in my car and I'm going to break down. And I hate, I don't want to say I hate that. I dislike that. I can't open up in that way. Like I've, there's been times on this episode, on this podcast where I wanted to cry so badly and you just be like, I'm, I'm upset. I'm hurting. I'm going through it and you let it out. And I'm like, y'all Shay's crying right now you know (laughs) but I can't meet you there and it's like I have this blockage and I feel like it has nothing to do with not being able to want to share emotions it's all about like I'm perceived perceiving it a certain way so I think that that's a, a strength and a balance that you add to this podcast by being able to be so open with your emotions girl we don't need two stoic ass motherfuckers on here like please I feel like that is your magic. Don't ever apologize for that. Thank you. I'm serious. I appreciate And there's that. times I have had people come up to me, like specifically on your mother episode that we did. That is one of the biggest episodes that people come up to me and be like, that, Shay moved me. Like, and I'm like, Shay, I cannot bring, I cannot lie. People come up to me and they're like, that episode moved me. I mean, I just resonated with Shay so much and like, People who lost their moms, you gave them something to feel, somebody to connect to, somebody to be like, I've been waiting for somebody to see me in this way to the point where they come up and they're like, yeah, your podcast is good, but that mom episode, that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had a couple yeah. people like, I can't listen to that one. <laughs> no, but I mean, people have listened to it on my end. And when I tell you that you have really touch people's spirits by being so vulnerable and opening up about that that's your magic and i don't care if it was just two three four five six seven eight ten people you touching one person is enough right you don't know what that person was on if they were on a ledge or not you know and they're like i'm not alone in this and i feel like i've been watching um six feet watching six feet under i think it's called on hbo and it's about a family who runs a a mortuary because i'm getting in that process of like i'm gonna be working with people who are grieving and dying all the time you know like i have my first doula course in death training tomorrow and yeah and i feel like sitting with your episode kind of keeps me grounded and like i can refer back to that when someone loses their mom and it's my podcast with you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my shit that I can be like, oh, let me go tap into my fucking one of my best friends, my sister, and see, like, what was her relationship with her mother? What is she going through? What are the feelings? Like, you've put a p- 
pin in my work now. Does that make sense? It does. You touching <laughs> lives out here, girl. Anyway, I'm not about to play with you. Um, <laughs> do not ever stop sharing your emotions. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, is that my question? Oh, no, that was your question. No, that question. was mine. I said, what have you learned about yourself? Um, I have learned, this is going to sound <sighs> cocky, and I don't care. I have really loved learning how to love myself through this podcast. Like, I listen back sometimes, and I'm like, I'm the voice that I needed when I was 10, mm. when I was 12, when I was 15, when I was 16, when I was 20. Like, I'm the voice that I was waiting on. You know? Like, I feel like, I don't know, man. Like, it's necessary for me to be doing this type of work because there are women out there who are like, I needed that from you. Right. Like, I needed you to show up in this way. Like, I feel like all the awkward black girls that ever lived a life in some aspect could be like, mm-hmm. Like, I've been there before, <laughs> you know? And, like, we didn't have, and I hate to say it, and I'm not trying to, like, talk about downplay anyone. I don't relate to, like, the Tommies or the Cardi B's or the Krishan Rocks of the world. Like, yeah, I'm in that shit because I'm black and, like, it's a part of our culture in some aspect, and you know, small aspect, but I don't relate to that. I relate to the Erica Badu's, right? I relate to the baby mothers. I relate to the Issa Rae's. I relate to all those kind of girls. So me being able to show up like, as myself and be a part of that community blows my mind. Yeah. You know, for our leading ladies that are coming up in the next generation, like, I want my sister to be like, 10 years from now, damn, my sister did a podcast. Let me go tap in. What's she doing? What was she up to when she right. was 21? I mean, 23. Let me know a little bit more about her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, this is my legacy work. And I feel right. like there's times when I do this podcast and I'm just kind of like cringing, like, why did I say that? But at the same time, I'm just like, I'm a human, right? I'm a, I am a person that is flawed, that has has experiences, that has done things that they are like, not, this is not my proudest moment, having sex in the alleyway, um, <laughs> you know? But I've done these things. I've lived my life and it's just, there's no judgment. There's no judgment. So no, I, want I to like that point myself. you made. I love, love, love that point you made when you said like, you are who you needed when you were younger because- you made a great point. It's like, we didn't have a lot of that. Like, yeah, we had Erica Badu and it was like, okay, she was, they saw that her as weird. Like, okay, she's, she's mm -hmm. tapped into something evil. <laughs> like don't, you know? So it's like, yes. either you're going to be like real ratchet or like real Christian. And it's like, what if I don't fall in between it's that? Like I'm, I'm, some, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhere else. Like, and like, I'm looking for my people. And that's why like, no lie, like sometimes I get a little jealous of Gen Z because I feel like there's just so many different like avenues of black people and it's like, it's all celebrated. It's only the mm -hmm. older heads that be like, oh, y'all weird or like people who are uneducated. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, that's weird and stuff. And it's like, no, like th these are my people. And I felt like when we look back and like we look at those posts that like, oh yeah, this was my rocker phase. I'm like, damn, I had that too, but me and my black friends weren't talking about it. It was almost like we were ashamed of it. Like, totally. I like this music. I like this stuff. Like, I like this food. Like, I like, quote unquote, weird shit. But we never expressed that verbally because we didn't want to be called out. We didn't want to be bullied. So I love that you're finding who you are now and like you're stepping into that and you make it so comfortable for people to relate to. It's like, 
you know, I want to get more into my spirituality, but I don't want people to think I'm the fucking devil. And it's like, right. <laughs> oh, that's not what that is, girl. Like, no, but you know what, though, Shay, you're hitting something for sure. Because, no, when I was with uh, an old friend um, in relationship with an old friend that was very Christian, I felt really constrained in like what I could talk about and what I could share. And I felt myself always apologizing for my views, like, oh, you know, like that person will come over and, you know, I have my, I used to have my altar up. I still have my ancestral altar or whatever. And then I'm like, well, is this witchcraft? Like, what are you, you a witch? And I'm like, no, I'm not a witch. I'm not a witch. To the point where I'm saying now, like, I don't relate to the word witch. I do use it in my lingo, but like, I am a spiritual person that does embody intuitive leads. Like I am tapped into my intuition, period. I have never denied that. Like I live my life by my gut, period. And I feel like I have the freedom to do that now because I'm comfortable with not being perceived as a certain way. I'm able to be like, I used to be a Christian. I left the church. Not that I do not believe in God, I fucking do a million percent. People are like, you can't use God and fucking in the same sentence. But I absolutely believe in the Lord, period. Just because I don't follow a rule that like I have to go to church or use this book or understand it in this way does not mean that I don't practice my own belief in God or Christ consciousness. Like, and I think that black women black men, black people, they need that perspective of both. Like if you relate to Christianity, I love that for you. I fucking support that for you. I think that that is probably the, I even told, um, Karis, I believe one of my, one of my favorite things about Karis literally is her faith. Like I admire that so much. You know, when I was listening to her talk about her faith one night, I was like, that's something that is just such a quality in people that goes unnoticed. But like, mm-hmm. I see you. And we may not have the same beliefs on faith, but I support you in your spiritual journey, no matter what your thoughts are. You know, because at the end of the day, we are praising the same person. That's how I see it. We just have right. different modalities of how to get there. Right. But we are on the same team, right? And I need people in my life that are like that and that see things that way. And I feel like I am being that voice for other folks to be like, as long as you are doing what is right for you, that's all that matters. Fuck what everybody else has to say about it. Be brazen. Be bold. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I can get all I can get all woo-woo on this, but anyway, yeah. what's your question? <laughs> okay, so one more thing that I did not mention. I feel like I absolutely have to mention this. So just going back to the previous question about like the backlash. I never said this on the episode, but y'all remember when we did that whole tip episode? Well, yes. the whole tap in question <laughs> oh, reached God, out. Yes. The whole tap in question reached out and <laughs> listened to the whole episode, right? Right? Came up of with this elaborate story. Of course. Like it's uh, it's it's obvious. Like I knew you were going to listen to that episode. I didn't know, but I had a hunch that uh, you would listen mm-hmm. to that episode at some point. And baby, when you messaged me when you wanted to, you know, apologize for your hotepness, you know, I received that. I absolutely did. But it just goes to show that, like, you really don't have to say any names. You really just really can. <laughs> you could just speak on your previous experience and they're going to be like, God damn, this bitch talking about me. And, sir, mm-hmm. I absolutely was. And I, I, I will say this. 
that hotep apologized for everything that I was complaining about and I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm going to leave it here and I accepted that apology but it goes to show you that that whole hotep shit is a bunch of baloney and they know it phony baloney okay phony baloney like, <laughs> phony baloney and, and to really be honest, sorry, that episode was like popular for me. I don't know about you, amongst a lot of men. A lot of men yes. hit me up about that. They were like, this shit was fucking funny. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he told me he was like, his favorite part was, was when I said, like, have you ever seen a hotep in corporate America? <laughs> he was, he like, was like, I haven't. I haven't, but now I'm working in corporate America. I was like, I see. I, good for mm-hmm. you, sir. Good for you. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that was like my first introduction to like, damn, people really gonna hear this. So if you vent, be prepared yeah. for the backlash. But just wanted to for real. <laughs> it's so crazy how many people listen to this show. I'm like, what the fuck? But right. yeah, that Hotep episode that went up amongst the men's group. I <laughs> I've heard through the grapevine that that was the funniest we've ever been. I don't even remember being hella funny on that. Episode. I don't remember either. But okay. And I'm like, no, because y'all y'all niggas are biased because it was about some shit you probably was like, okay, you know they're not talking about no women shit, so this shit funny. Mm-hmm. Like nigga, we funny every motherfucking time. Be on this mic. Okay, Hello. we like, have so many funny episodes. <laughs> like, keep listening, tune in, bitch. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right you said tune in, bitch. I'm gonna just go ahead and I'm gonna text out the next time. So I was like, this whole type episodes go, bitch. They all go, they all go, motherfucker. They all go. Um. <laughs> anyway, what's your next question? So my next question is kind of a split question, and it's what's your favorite? What's your most favorite episode, and what's the most cringiest episode? Oh, okay. So I'm gonna just go off the rip because like, I'm not putting any thought into it. Still to this day, my favorite episode is our psychedelic episode. I hate the audio on the episode. I hate the audio because I feel like we were still recording on anchor. We didn't know we didn't have our mics together. We didn't know anything about anything about running a podcast. But like, not at all to me, that shit right there that shit speaks to my that is my motherfucking babe like i feel like i birthed that i literally gave birth to that episode and like the fact that it's still a testimony on our retreat that i go to like when i get the invites it's always like our testimonies and it has the cafe confessions podcast link to that episode and it's one of our most played episodes besides your fucking SZA album review i don't know i was numbers on that i was until like Girl, congratulations. I saw the numbers on that SZA album review episode, and I was like, holy shit, okay. <laughs> Good for you, babe. Like, you See, really- because they be trying to deny SZA, okay? People like nah, SZA. you called that shit in. You were, I, that was one of our highest grossing episodes besides the psychedelic episode. Um, that's still my baby. My worst episode- I don't have a worst episode where I'm like, I hate this episode. I think the hardest episode- to do was our weight loss our weight episode still to this day like that all you can eat all you can eat like when i hear that i cringe because i'm like i'm staying i'm sharing some hard shit on this episode girl that's my cringiest one too because he's talking about the trash and like we had that connection one of the questions that i pulled in this never have i ever game was have you ever eaten out the garbage i said i do not (laughs) want to relive that no 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 i'm not talking about that anymore um 
Yeah, that was a hard episode. And it's because for me, like, still being in my phase of, like, figuring my body out, um, when I listen to that, I'm like, you know, I'm still relating to that girl, you know? And I told you, I seen this as a a prophecy. It was a, a manifestation, but it was definitely this year. I know that for sure. I don't know when it's gonna be. But I had a dream that we were doing an episode on weight again. We decided that we wanted to talk about weight because we were both like, let's redo that episode. Like, yeah. that episode was a little too much for us, so let's redo it. We want to talk about weight again. So if y'all hear this now, remember this. Remember I said this, okay? I dreamt this shit. And y'all know I dreamt my cats into my life. But you had asked a question because I had lost a bunch of weight. And now I know. I fucking know. Oh, I lost a bunch of weight because I'm about to get married that's I didn't have that information then because this was like six seven months ago that I had this dream I didn't know that I was about to get engaged and I was planning a wedding and I'm now working out in the gym and I'm eating right so you asked me this question of since you've lost all this weight what has changed for you and I answered the question we're doing the podcast and I said I weigh less but my words weigh more now that I'm skinny and I'm gonna still say that whenever that time comes I'm going to still say that shit because I'm going to be like, I know it. And I couldn't make that up. I, I'm, I'm not skinny right now. I could not make up you saying that and then me having that answer. But I just know like me losing this weight for my wedding is going to be monumental to how people are going to treat me. And I'm remembering right now, I'm taking a mental motherfucking note of how niggas are treating me today. So when a bitch is thin and skinny and whatever else you perceive to be like the societal norms when it comes to weight and you want to switch up, just know that I have you on my roster as like can't be trusted. All right. Because I want to be treated the same way right now as I will be when I'm fucking 150 pounds. And I feel like that's going to be an episode that's going to move us. I I know that. Yeah. I dreamt it. So if I dream it, bitch, I know it's happening. It's happening. You asked me, you said, what has changed for you since you lost all this weight? And I said, my words weigh more, even though I weigh less. And you were like, woo! (laughs) And I did that on the show, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. So I manifested that uh, like six or seven months ago. And I was like, damn, I'm about to lose a lot of weight this upcoming year. And I had no idea that I was going to get engaged. That was a fire under my ass that I needed to get back into the gym and focus on my body. And congratulations to me for that. But that fucking episode was hard. That fucking episode is hard. When you're a bigger, curvier girl and you're just trying to live your fucking life, that shit's not easy. I don't care what you say. I'll never forget, ever forget how I was treated as a bigger girl, ever in my life. Right now, I will never forget it. I will never hold a grudge, but I will never forget. I'll never forget the shit that I've gone through in this side. I will never forget it. it. And the people that put me through, I will never in my life ever forget it. So, yeah, that was a hard episode. And um, that was that was my answer to that. What's your answer? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, my cringe was the fucking all you can eat episode. I have two favorites, actually, though. So the cold brew, tr- cold brew truths. I know it was our first episode, mm-hmm. but like. I didn't even think that was going to be an episode. I really thought we were just going to get together and just like talk mm-hmm. because we, we really didn't have a moment to be like, hey, this is what our friendship used to be. Like, if we're going to go into this, like we there's some things that we need to talk about. There's some things that we need to be like honest about. 
And I feel like that's one of our most talked about episodes. Like people related to that so much. People like reached out to friends to rekindle friendships, to like, you know, talk about like, you know, where they went wrong, where they felt the relationship went wrong. And I I felt like we were able to capture that in our first episode at that, like episode number one. Um, And they knew just how we were coming. So it's still going to be, it's still one of my top favorites. And then my second favorite, just because we were just so goofy is the sex magic and retired panties. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and honestly, it's just, that's just us talking about our growth. Like, you know, we did that episode on porn and then to have sex magic and retired panties. It's like, man, like, even though this has just been a year, like our views on the porn industry, our views on our categories, our views mm-hmm. and like what we want to try sexually have changed, have switched up so much. Like yeah. I still have not watched porn. Like I, I just, I can't bring myself to it. Like I can't, but girl, do I want to record another video? I sure do. Do I still go back into the archives? <laughs> I absolutely do. And I learned a lot about myself in that. I was like, and I feel like I am stepping into this, hey, yes, you're going up and down in weight, but bitch, you're good. You look good. In New Orleans, yeah. I got to send you the picture. I was out of my element when it came okay. to dressing, okay? Like, I don't usually show the chest. I don't show the arms because I'm very insecure about my arms. I'm very insecure about, like, the weight that I keep going up and down in. But I felt good. And I was like, and you know, I was the shoes that I had on. Just you already know my situation. I was just like, I I don't mm. do this. But I was out there doing it. I was mm-hmm. out there just being comfortable. And even coming back, even when I saw y'all the other night, I was like, this is one of the outfits I was gonna wear out there. I didn't get a chance to wear it. I'm just gonna wear this shit. And I felt good in it. Right. So it's I feel like you I look am- good. Thank you, girl. Thank you. Look, I'm you tapping look into this like sexuality that I have been shying away from, or I I was too embarrassed because I didn't want to be perceived a certain way. But at the end of the day, I'm not no fucking nun. Like I don't want to be walking around here Mm -hmm. fucking covered up from head to toe because I'm mourning my body or something like, look, this is where I'm at right now. I need to celebrate it now. So when I get to the body that I want, I can celebrate it then too and not feel insecure. So that episode brought a lot out for me just this year has brought out a lot for me, just having people in your corner that are like, you're overthinking, you look good. Like that means so Mm -hmm. much, like even a small validation. It's like, not that we always need validation, but sometimes we do. Sometimes we need someone to co-sign like, girl, you look good. It's like, that's Mm -hmm. all I needed to hear. That's all I needed to hear. Let me, let me go out here and do my thing. So yeah, that was, that was the episode for me. Well, I've, I completely agree with you on like the whole confidence thing. And I feel like it's difficult. I feel like when you get to that space of, like you said, mourning your body, because that's what I've been doing forever. Even though I'm the biggest right now, still, I'm not mourning my body no more. You know Good. what I mean? Like, I'm like, I am a work in progress and I'm loving every step of the journey. Like, mm-hmm. it's gone from like hiding myself and blah, 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 bending in with the background to being like, this is what you're going to get. And it's just going to get better with time, you know? And mm-hmm. I just feel like, shout out to you for one, not watching porn anymore. I want to say to the audience that like, this is a testimony of allowing people to grow. Like, our cancel culture is so, so rapid, so quick. You don't give people a chance to like evolve and change. You want everybody to have it all together and figure it out before they come to you. And that's just not possible. 
No. Like people have to learn through experience. And it's like, take note with these celebrities where it's like, oh, this person said this, they're done, they're canceled, they're finished. Even myself, yeah, like, I got to be better with this, right? Like we have to allow people the chance to like grow through their thing that they have learned from. And I feel like yeah. that porn episode was a dark cloud over my fucking shoulders. I'm not going to lie. I was like, I feel embarrassed about the stuff I was saying on that episode because I don't even think that way anymore. But at the time, that's what I knew when I knew it. That's the skills that I had. That's all that I had. But just because that's all that I had that moment doesn't mean that there's not room to grow from. And I feel like the Sex Magic and Retired Panties episode, like you said, really showed that growth of like, okay, some time has passed, views have changed, it's time to update that, you know, and it doesn't mean that we delete that episode of, you know, our first like porn positions, but we just enhance on our growth as women, because y'all don't know what it feels like to have an old version of you circulating. Girl, uh, you know? Girl, hello, hello, not even in a fucking podcast, just like in the minds of people who once knew you Mm -hmm. that don't know you Mm -hmm. now. Like, girl, when I tell you I have been in this cloud of like, I'm going to delete my Instagram, I'm going to start a new one. There's too many eyes on me. I feel like I can't be myself. And it's like, it's all it's all of that. And even just doing this podcast, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I said that. Like, that's not how I think now, or I'm too embarrassed to admit that this is how I think, you know, it's like shit mm-hmm. like that. And mm-hmm. you made such a great point. It's like, allow people to grow. Like mm-hmm. people change. We're changing every day. I'm trying to be better than I was last week. Like, so yep. of course my views are going to change. So don't hold me to that. You know, like just sit back and watch the growth because I'm sure that there are things or there are ways of thinking that you once had that you're just like, ew, <laughs> I cannot <Right>. believe like <laughs> what? Okay. Like, there's, yeah. there's no way that's not even me no we all get them facebook uh notifications of like who we used Girl. to be 10 years ago and i'm like god damn but i refuse yeah. to have beef i refuse to have beef with my 16 year old self because i'm like girl <laughs> you going through whatever you're going through at that time okay like just because i'm 29 i got 13 years on you i don't need to judge i'd be i don't want to read what you're talking about right but i'm not judging you for it okay facebook not at all bringing the memories up stop i'm saying like i don't need to know and snapchat too they'd be like this is what you were doing five years ago bitch delete it i obviously don't have it why why is this why are you holding on to this information (laughs) right it's creeping me out a little bit it's creepy like stop trying to gaslight me and bring up this shit like go away well, speaking of which, then we're moving on. Segue into my last question of the day is what has been the hardest part about doing this show? I think this is actually on my thing too. <laughs> we, we were right here with this one. Um, the hardest part about doing this show is the people that would tune in, but not that didn't really support you. The people that, you know, just didn't see it working out or like, you know, yeah, I think, um, yeah, dealing with that. I feel like when you know, it's one thing to have strangers listen, tune in, but like when you know there's certain people listening and you're like, you don't have my best interest at heart, it's almost like, let me be careful about what I say or let me be careful about like sharing too much about myself and And even if it's positive, like I felt like a lot of it was just like positive stuff that I was like, let me hold on to this information because I don't want people to know like the good about me just yet because not everyone has, you know, the best intentions for you. So I think 
that was one of the hardest things. Um, and then also I, I will say like, you know, Galentine's I being all sappy and broke down and crying and telling you shit, but like the hardest part of this podcast is I felt like I lost friendships. I felt like my friendships were tested. I felt like for months, like even though we re rekindled our relationship, I was still on, I was still very much guarded. And I remember Mm -hmm. telling you that just this past what two weeks ago that like Mm -hmm. it took me some time. And then like even seeing my partner telling me like, Hey, you, you know, like look at this relationship that you've been able to rekindle. Like, even though you were so guarded at first and you weren't sure, like, you know, you were walking on eggshells basically. And for, for now, like for me to be like, this is my motherfucking co-host. What? Like (laughs) we here, like we know, like I can call you or you could call me. We could just vent and it don't even have to be about the show. Like at first it's like, we're going to save this conversation for the show. We're going to save it for the show. And it's like, now it's like, we don't talk about whatever we talk about on the show, but we have a relationship outside of the show. And I love that. So I I think it was really hard, like stepping into that and realizing that this is more than just business. This is a friendship. This is, this is a sisterhood. Friendship first. Friendship first. Sisterhood first. Podcast second. Podcast second. (laughs) You know, yeah. so third Which is or like fourth. I get these sporadic episodes because we live in life, okay? <laughs> we live in life, okay? And we're doing life together a lot of times too. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's not that we're not together, girl. We just not, we not recording together all the time. Shit. Sometimes we be tired. Sometimes we're like, y'all don't have to know everything. You don't okay? have to know everything, okay? We're going to save the good. We're going to give you some <laughs> of the bad too. <laughs> no, for real. ready to share everything. <laughs> And that's okay. Shoot. Every healthy relationship should have secrets. Okay. So yeah, that's, I I always say the podcasters, we love y'all, but y'all get the news. Y'all want us. We want y'all to know, you know, sometimes you may get a little bit extra, but like most of the time it's like, okay, it is going through a filtering process of like, I feel comfortable talking about that. You may get, three, four, five, six old month news because we have to go, we have to go through our own lives together. And I feel like we allow each other the space to be like, look, I completely understand what you're talking about. This is, this right now is just me and you. It has nothing to do with the show. We're not even bringing this up. Anyways, we'll talk about this when we feel comfortable talking about it. And if we don't, we never do. But yeah, I want to say thank you because I feel like a lot of people think that that Code Brew Truth episode today doesn't mean anything like that episode was a very real conversation of like we have not talked about the problems that we have had in our relationship and this podcast was follow us through the growth of that to the point where it's like you showed up guarded i called you out the blue do you want this podcast with me blah blah you're like i gotta think about this that's what you (laughs) say you're like i need a couple days to think about this and you came back and like let's do it and that's how it started this was not like We've been friends forever. Um, we were kindled our friendship. We were friends for five years. We worked on our own relationship to the point where we're here now. If we started a right. podcast today and the situation that we're in now, it would be completely different than yeah. when we first started a year ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and it was like speaking to an episode, I can't remember what episode it was, but I talked about um, people wanting to believe that you've grown through stuff not gone through stuff, grown through stuff. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you're one of those people who are like, 
Brie has gone through stuff and she's grown through it in a way that like I can receive that she's being genuine, right? Yeah. If someone someone else doesn't want to meet me in that space, there's no love lost. I completely understand it. I have never been not honest about what my past was like in relationships, how I showed up in friendships, how angry I was, right? How quick tempered I was, how problematic I could have been. I don't judge anyone for being like, I don't want to pursue that with that person I cannot trust it and you were kind of like I can't really trust you but I'm gonna do this thing and like it has turned into (laughs) no for real it's turned into a like thank you I want to say I can't say this for you but thank you for letting me be seen as like my authentic self now and like appreciating the work and growth that I've done and like it is genuine. This is how I live my life. I don't, I'm not just on this, like this on the show. Like Shay told you, I pull up my cards at the bar. Okay. <laughs> I am with the shits all the time. Like, I feel like it's just who I am today. And like, I understand and I give people lenience to be like, I got to tread lightly with you because I know where you came from. But I will say this, not everybody has lost a sister and tragically seen them smashed up in a car to have the perspective that I have yeah you know what I mean yeah you know what I'm saying so it's like that's my thing that I'm like life is different for me and it's not just because I was like I woke up and decided to be a different person I was forced into it okay I was forced I was pushed into it so all that to say I'm like talking about myself a lot but the hardest part about this show for me has been accepting myself like Mm. on the other side of that coin of being like bitch you really are bearing light for the world and it does not matter where you came from we let celebrities rebrand themselves all the time okay remember doja when she first came out i you know i was a doja (laughs) stan so who doja is today Two For totally real. different folks. Okay, she's still weird. And I mean, she was weird then. She's weird now. But she was like, weird now. Yes, it, yes. <laughs> with a layer of something else. But um, I love Doja still to this day. I'm still a Doja fan. But I feel like we allow celebrities the opportunity to completely renew and regenerate themselves, but we do not allow that for everyday folks. And I think that that's kind of strange. Like if yeah. um, Hallie today was like, "I'm Little Mermaid," and then five years from now, like, "I'm a sex symbol." People be like, okay, I can see how she got there. But you cannot see how the person in your life went from being a convict to being a pastor. Like, hear me out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you got to allow people to work through their things. And I feel like this podcast has been that for me. Where I'm like, I'm not dibbling and dabbling. There was a question you asked me about tantric sex. And you were like, what's tantric sex? And I was like, let me get back to you when I have a little bit more research to now being a part of that type of lifestyle, to reading books on that lifestyle, to understanding more about that. Like, you allowed me to grow. And I just feel like I've grown. One year has changed my life entirely. And I have called in some of the best fucking friendships on this show. Like, ah, you know, like I'm not trying to jinx the relationship that I'm currently building with somebody. You know who it is, but... (laughs) I feel like, you know, that person, and I'm pretty sure she's listening, but like that person that I'm currently building that friendship with is going to be something monumental. Like, I went from being heartbroken about losing my very best friend of 15 years 
on the show going through that process of like what does it mean to lose a person you thought was your sister to now like thanking that person for releasing me from the shackles of that friendship to allow me to have the healthiest versions of what I've been calling in and that is no shade to that person where on my life like I appreciate every single moment we had together I appreciate every memory I appreciate everything but I feel like it led me and taught me the things that I need to know now in order to pursue the right relationships yeah for me Mm. you feel me Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this this podcast has brought me in somebody two people that i feel like are genuinely my sisters that are gonna come into that space in 10 years and i'm like bitch we've been through so much together you know what i mean <laughs> like i'm so excited about that and that is just like you included you know her included and i'm just excited to see where this goes yeah so, and I'm happy now for I you. Now I feel kind of awkward. I feel Don't awkward. be awkward. I'm going to be like, girl, you reading too much into this. <laughs> but that, I mean, I mean, would it be us if we didn't do a little overthinking or a little reading, you know? Um, but no, I really do. I really do love that for you because you're right. You have grown. And I saw that. And even as much as I was like guarded about it and I was like, but for how long? But for how long? It's like you've been consistent you have been consistently growing. You have been more outspoken. You have, you know, we haven't had a, a situation where like there was, it was ever any like reason for us to like bicker or fight. It's like, and that's what happens when you're an adult. Like you learn how to talk about what's bothering you. Um, and not mm-hmm. that, you know, like we've even had that mm-hmm. come up for us, but like just feeling like I'm, I'm finally open and I'm open to like being real with you. I'm finally open to telling you how guarded I was. And you knew that, like, I didn't even have to tell you that I was fucking guarded. You could feel it or you could see it. And mm-hmm. I just hope that you see that, like, that's, that's gone now. Like I, I felt like I <laughs> was really like releasing that. Wait when I was like, shoot drop. I need to talk to someone. <laughs> I was like, I needed that. I needed to vent to someone who I knew would listen to me. And you gave me that plenty of times yeah. you listened to me and like you gave me some solid ass advice like I feel like I couldn't go to anybody who would like be able to see the shit that I was going through and to like paint it in the picture that you were able to do that you know like I've been very very hard on myself especially these last two months like dealing with that seasonal depression dealing with mm-hmm. like the anniversary of my mother's death dealing with you know seeing one of my best friends and you know, hadn't seen her in a couple years to like feeling like every moment that we spoke to each other, I was ready to break down and cry because I'm like, damn, I haven't seen this girl. And like, she has been the person that like, I have just been so comfortable with. And like, I got to leave in a couple days and I don't want to be emotional. I want to have a good trip, but I can't have a good trip because I'm crying. And I, I felt like, like you were able to see that and like, just give me so much encouragement and just encouragement for like other friendships. And I needed that. So I appreciate you so, so much. I appreciate your growth. I appreciate you seeing my growth because, bitch, I have not been the greatest friend. But I I try. I definitely do you, try. You and do I'm a trying. phenomenal job. You do a phenomenal job. Well, thank you. Thank Give you. yourself thank grace because you do. I have, I have no complaints. I never complain. And you know what? I will say this too. Last thing. This is for everyone who's listening. The way that you could tell, this is me, the way that you could tell if somebody is a real, genuine person and what they're talking about, seeing them on their worst day. Like, 
and I'm not saying like worst day is like the most tragic thing that's ever happened to them, but like a, catching somebody on a bad day or in the middle of a bout of depression can kind of let you know like, okay, how far can I really trust this person? And I feel like Shay has caught me on some bad days before when I'm just like, you know what, but I'm trying to see the positive in this thing. Like, what is God trying to teach me right now? I'm $130 in the hole over here with no money in my account for the next two weeks. But like, what's God? I mean, I, f- I feel like I have gone through the ringer this last year. It's not been easy. And I feel like... I I literally pride myself on like I can't say say for you but how I show up when I'm having a bad motherfucking day. Like when I was having a bad day before it's like everybody going to pay. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> the price fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'm having a bad day. <laughs> to the point where it's like, girl, this is my shit. Compartmentalize that motherfucker mm-hmm. cuz that's your bad day. Everybody else need to be a part of your that bad part. day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm like. I see it. I see it in a different layer now. But yeah, like, I appreciate you, too, for just being like, I can trust you. Even if it took time, like, I will slowly take these bricks off this wall that I've built up for protection and finally let you in. And we had that conversation at Hookah and you were like, you're my sister. I love you. Like, I don't have any doubts about you. I, I don't. Because I'm really here for your best interests. Like, I may not have all the answers as your friend, but, like, I want the best for you. I There's literally nothing more than me wanting the best for you. I do not care about anything else. As long as you are living your happiest life, I don't give a fuck if I'm in the trenches right now. Because guess what, bitch? <laughs> it's going to be a time where I'm going to be living my happiest life. And I need you to be able to still show up for me as my friend. So I have to still show up for you on the days that I'm like, I'm not worth self. But you know what, bitch? Congratulations on that goddamn bonus. <laughs> because you deserve that. You, I'm eating ramen. You don't know that I'm eating ramen. But I'm so happy that you're eating steaks right now. Because, bitch, I couldn't wait to get to a steak. You feel me? Man, yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> that's how you should show up for yeah. your friend. That's, that's, that's how you should is. show up. If your mm-hmm. friends ain't showing up like that, then shit. Okay, some work to do. Not it's time for some new friends. friends. Okay, okay, well, she's saying I didn't. You wanted yeah, to say it. Those are my questions. <laughs> but you, I thought about it, but you said it. <laughs> that was white chicks, y'all. Was that white In case chicks? you don't know, yes, it was white chicks. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I have one last question. Um, okay. Let's see. What, okay, what do you wish you did differently when we started the podcast? Oh, God. I fucking wish I never gave certain people airtime. If I could go out <laughs> and cut out all them snippets of certain folk, I was sure the hell would. Yes. Like, this this season, season three, oh, my God. It's complete difference. 360. I feel yes. like at one point in our show, I feel like I had an energetic vampire who was tuning in i have not confirmed through sources no one's confirmed but i could feel that energy of like this person's listening to my hate listening to our show (laughs) to now like that energy is removed i doubt that that person's even tuning in um and it's because of the way that we switched around our conversation like Mm -hmm. for me it was no longer about that specific specific person it was now about like me growing through that experience and I just feel like if I could go back in time and be like no airtime for you ho like I would <laughs> I can cut our scenes out but 
it's a part of the journey. I had to literally, someone out there is going through, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm talking about now, but like losing a best friend. Oh my God, that is worse than going through a divorce. I truly believe that mm. in my spirit because it's different for a man you can always have it in the back of your mind. Like, what if this doesn't work out? Even if you don't believe it, you can question. Like, it's a possibility. This person could cheat on me. This person could betray me. But your girlfriends, please. I, I'm i not trying to look at my girlfriends like, oh, this bitch is fucking flawed. Like, I want mm-hmm. my motherfucking best friends, my, my closest bitches, my sisters, to be the fucking best. I want to put my whole ass faith in them like i want to be like bitch i could trust you in the worst moments of life that part and for somebody to do that shit to me when i lost my sister i was fucking depressed that shit was depressing that shit was hurtful that shit broke me down i was the first two seasons i was going through the worst sadness that i've gone through in public and it was unfortunate that I had a fucking podcast on at that time because I, I couldn't not talk about that shit. But I see what God had planned for me. Do you know what I'm saying? That person is still, it was still so tre- treacherous and detrimental to where on our, on our one year anniversary episode, we could talk about how much that fucking hurt my spirit, right? And I know like I'm dealing with a friend right now who's going through a friendship breakup and that person has been in this shit for months too. And they're like, what What did I miss? What did I see? Like, And we could rehash it out over and over again because y'all know, women know, your friends, your girlfriends, they could fucking gut you like a fitch. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit is no joke. I would never mm-hmm. wish that shit on my worst enemy to go through a loss of a friendship like that. Like, to have a hating ass bitch in your circle for 10, 15 years... Mm-hmm. that's crazy that is crazy. that's why some women be like oh i'm not fucking with no more women because like it's it's what? really like you feel betrayed and it's like damn bitch like i expect these men to betray me but you my ride or die my girl my, my sister die, my sister the one who held my hand when my sister yeah. was being put in the grave bitch you're cur- that's crazy and i allow myself grace to be like you are st- Still to this day, healing from a lo- a hurt like that. I wouldn't. I could not hurt my worst enemy in that. I would just never do that to a spirit. So yeah, if I could go back in time and be like, yeah, season one and two, I shouldn't have said such and such, such, and such things about this person or gave them airtime. But realistically, maybe that was for another girl on this show who's listening. Like I'm going through the same shit. I'm going through yeah. the same relationship drama with my best friend that really fucked that shit fucked me up to the point where I'm like I'll never do this again I'll never and not that I won't ever love I have I'm loving somebody like that right now like I just know bitch I fucking know you've been what I've been looking for but I'll never cross so many red flags off oh no you know what I mean does it make sense like the first fucking red flag I'm either address it you either gonna fix it and we gonna work it out or I'm gone Right. I'm not about to sit around and play with you. With I'm too fucking grown and my time is too precious to be like, bitch, that's a red flag, you know? Right. And I'm not talking about no like bullshit. Okay, there's a friend that I'm hanging out with and she's like, I'm late. I don't get that's not a red flag to me. A red flag is like, bitch, you out here treacherous. Like right. I can't But yeah, that was what I would, you know, do differently. What about you? 
Um, I think the same thing. I feel like I gave people airtime. I felt like I should have been more collected with my thoughts when I was, you know, just speaking on shit that bothered me or just speaking on past experiences. Um, yeah, outside of like giving people airtime that didn't deserve it, I felt like I was holding back a lot. Like, mm. I felt like, you know, I'm going to be on this podcast. I don't want to show them too much of me because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm in the best way possible. I'm silly, you know, and I just like being goofy and silly. And I wasn't sure how that would have been received. So I was like, you know what? Like, don't give them too much silliness. Like here and there, that's fine. And I felt like as we kept doing these episodes, I'm like, look, this is just who I am. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and try to pretend to be something <laughs> that I'm not. You're going to get whatever the fuck I give you on these podcasts and you better Period. like it. So, Period. yeah, I think that was like one of the main things for me. And I'm still going through that, too. But that's the main thing. Like, I feel like I'm stepping into it. Like before I was like, I can't be myself. Now I'm like, I don't want to be anything but myself. I don't want to put out an episode mm-hmm. if I felt like I wasn't being authentic, like authentically me. So, yeah, I think um, I would definitely do that differently. And for sure, for sure, we would have had like our mic and uploading and whatever situation (laughs) figured the fuck out because the amount of hours it took to just fucking edit edit because we were using some shady ass system or we had some shady ass (laughs) mics. I'm like, yo, they're going to be like, God damn, like, are you recording this bitch over a telephone? Like, what is going (laughs) on? <laughs> it was rough it was rough y'all it was it someone got like rough. they recording and you got the intercom going like hey can you hear me down there like no right. i just i just yeah so we would have definitely had that shit figured out and yeah i think um i think i could have done better about preparing people that i was actually addressing on the podcast like whether or not i named dropped them like the ones that like I actually cared whether or not like you know like they would have felt some type of way, I would have let them know like not ask for permission but just let them know like hey I, I mentioned this situation on the podcast mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so yeah I agree and I mean we still got another few years I feel like this podcast is just getting started you know and thank you to the fans like one year listening to us just bitch and moan as I say talk about our shit. Faithful fucking fucking listeners. Like, I don't like to call you guys fans. You guys are like our family, a part of us. And I just feel mm-hmm. like I'm so grateful to have the platform. I'm so grateful to be like here with you. Like, I would not have asked for this with anybody else. So, y'all, that was our one year anniversary episode with the champagne popping. I am my I'm drunk. Down. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I'm drunk. I'm not gonna lie. I got a class to go to. <laughs> In an hour, and I'm gonna be in there tipsy floating. Um, that's the best time you're gonna have a good time in that class, girl. I'm about to be passing out, but you know, we always <laughs> gotta do our ending segment, which is hot jam of the week. Yeah, Shay, what is your hot jam of the week? Okay, my hot jam of the week is this artist, Duckworth. I'm okay, sure you've I like heard Duckworth. of them. Mm-hmm. Good because this song kind of just like spoke to me like i was posting a picture and i was like i feel like this need a little background music you know and then i just went on instagram and was like oh this is the weekly jam me thinking it's new this song is not new it came out in like 2019 and i heard it and i was like okay like i'm feeling this i'm vibing with this so the song is called crush by duckworth
Yes, I love that song. You did, did you know that was produced by Pharrell? Okay, listen. It was produced by when Pharrell. When I tell mm-hmm. you that I am a motherfucking Pharrell fanatic because mm-hmm. I love his beats. I love his beats. They just mm-hmm. did like this tribute to him because a lot of his songs were hitting like the 20-year mark, him and in N-E-R-D. And I love him. Like, I love his production. I, you can absolutely hear Pharrell yep. on that shit. Like, when yep. Pharrell makes a beat, like, you just know. It's like that you just funky, it. futuristic. Like, it had... It, mm-hmm. It's just... Uh, if I had to yeah, choose Pharrell one celebrity... Is a, he's a G. People don't give him his flowers enough. That man has had his hands in some of the best motherfucking music of all time. Hello, okay? Hello. The, hits after hits. The best music of all time, for real. So yeah, I love that song. That was like my jam for a while. Like I really, I mean, that song could come. Oh hell yeah! Right now when you was playing, I was like, oh shit! I forgot I love this motherfucking beat. Yes, okay, that was a good. That was a good bop. I have yet to talk about my favorite rapper, bitch. Um, I have not pulled a song for her on this podcast ever, and you know it's baby motherfucking mother, like. <laughs> I've talked about Baby Mother forever, 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 forever. But I have not yet used her as a hat jam of the week. And like, I'm going to play a song. I'm going to play a song. But it's called Heaven's Little Bassett. Okay, now if you guys are really religious, put your Christian ears on. I would say, you know, this might be a little offensive. This is a warning. But it's all fun and games. I promise you, like, I'm not trying to put no ill will on nobody. This is my motherfucking song. (laughs) Heaven's Little Bassett. (laughs) I go to church, but only if I fuck the pastor. I eat the pussy in the motherfucking pew. Give a fuck about what you do. Fuck that book and fuck you. All the motherfucking guy can judge me. Yeah. Beat all black, all eyes on me. Big lips, big dick, make it rain on me. But yeah, that's Heaven's Little Bastard by uh, mother, Baby Mother. I love her with all my heart. She is Listen. like. She- you put me on to her like you did uh you showed me this one song i was like who is this and then i've just been playing her out so yeah yeah i love her she is like my spirit person because she don't give a fuck about her she would say anything that be coming to her mind but yes that was our episode y'all any closing words before we go it has been such a wonderful ride with you like this year just literally came up like we didn't even realize like it was a year bro like i got a notification saying your year is you know so (laughs) the fact that i feel like this has just become like second nature to us like this is just a part of like our weekly routine you know when we be on it when we when we when we get together when we we consistent yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) but i am looking forward to many more years doing this and sharing this space with you and i want to say i thank you so much for allowing me to grow Thank you so much yes. for wanting to do this with me. Like, with me? You want to do a podcast with me? And I just want to say shout out to me for getting out of my head and saying, fuck it. We about to do this shit. We about to do it. Congratulations on one year, bitch. We we got sure. more to go. This is just one of many. That part. That part. That part. Okay. That part. All right, and tune in, y'all. Of course, we back, we back, we back. Next week on Wednesday with another episode. I know this was a long one, but, like, give a bitch some grace because it was Hello. one year. Shit, 
sit with it in increments. I don't care if it takes you four or five times to get through this episode, bitch. Get through it, okay? This is good, okay? This is a good episode. I'm happy with this episode. (laughs) Shit, okay? Kiss my ass. Anyways, we love you guys. We will see you guys next Wednesday. Bye.